2: Where Low Shack at, the bottles getting empty up the crack and we stacking chips, all of it's what One I want. Plus money winners, that's what I'm on. You can say I'm gone. I prefer elevated pub sports radio. Time to get educated, get produced, feed the juice, letting loose with so much abuse that the bookies wanna call a truth. They get slaughtered, can't forget Jeff and Low Baggers
1: in the chat. That's a lethal weapon, cause we be yeah, Pubbing. What up, cappers, gamblers, punters, hustlers, low-baggers? Happy Wednesday, July 5th to all of you. Thank you for watching. Betting with the bag right here on Pub Sports Radio. Excellent day yesterday. Right across the board. Everybody was cashing. It could have been even better. Uh, I went 5-0 and oh and left money on the table, You know, leaving the Marlins and Rangers off. But very strong day across uh, from everybody. Everybody was successful. Perfect way to celebrate July 4th. The best bet of all was Lamont Williams coming in, Max betting the Pirates. Uh, that was unbelievable. And that saved me because I was interested in Emmett Sheehan and the Dodgers. Uh, and that was, I mean, you know, we all have our, our best bets on the board and uh, they're not usually big dogs like that that was just uh shout out to Lamont Williams Lamont Williams has backed Pete and I since we started or well since I started with Pete because Pete's you know been in business way longer than I have um, and so just you know we, there's so many incredible cappers in our group in our squad. Uh, one of them, TJ, who has the gift play today, 21-9, and 9, hitting at 70%, plus 11.93 units, ROI plus 36.5%, average line minus 104. Can't be with us on the show today, but he sent me in the gift to make sure you guys all know it. Look at Ron Crawford celebrating his 55th birthday yesterday, hands out a plus money winner on a spreadsheet play day. Ron Crawford now 20-21 on our show, 57.1% plus 6.76 units, ROI plus 13.80%, average line minus 103. And Ron Crawford's never missed a show. Never missed a show. He's always given us uh, his spreadsheet play day. Every single show that we've had, whether it's betting with Bouquet or Peter Loshak show or, or betting with the bag. This is why we succeed. And I'm down 10 units on the year. Uh, I said to start this week, we said it before our Monday Night Live. I have to sweep the week. We went on Monday, barely, three and two. We swept the board on Tuesday, five and zero. Oh. We must win today great to see all of you guys crypto ish in the house ron crawford spreadsheet play today is in interesting Tampa bay minus one plus 116 i came so close to moving on the phillies i still and i didn't uh i have a question mark right there beside it but important to gather all this information very very important to gather all of this information uh james blake justin McElvey uh, on Buxton over one and a half bases at plus one oh eight. You guys know I I really need the Guardians to win that division with that plus three eighty bet I have. That was a huge win for the Guardians over the Braves, but I you know it's going to be raced down to the wire. Unfortunately, I've made some mistakes in the futures market, and that Guardians plus three eighty will cover all of those. All right, I got that uh, locked in, Justin McAvee. Thank you for sharing that with us. Londo's uh, Soroka at four plus strikeouts now and the win at plus 200. So I think he says he thinks Soroka is going to have a good day. A lot of question marks around Soroka. I don't know who he is anymore. And, you know, he's, he's from Calgary. He's Calgary kid that we all uh, cheer for up here. And I don't know. I mean, to see all those guys, you know, Shaver um, and. Um, how many were picked over? him? Dylan Dodd. Um, there's so many. Uh, what's that lefty? Uh, God, what's that lefty's name? I can't, it's escaping me. But he was also sent down to the minors just a couple weeks ago. Uh, to see them all picked over Soroka is a red flag. Uh, but, you know, we've seen what he's capable of. Wine time sports in the house. A, a tough couple days for your Los Angeles Angels. I'm not going to pretend that it doesn't help me because I've got your win total under. But uh, tough, tough. that. Well, I mean, you know, part of the bet was that injuries would take place. But, man, Shohei is coming off what's being called the best single month in the history of Major League Baseball. Unbelievable. Big O in the house, Chris K, Morgan Spooner, Rangers first five for Morgan Spooner, minus a half at plus 115. I will copy and paste that so we can talk about that in the Rangers game. I, you know. I know that I've been preaching how dangerous these bullpen days are uh, for squads, but I wish I had the, the range. By the way, let's not complain off 5-0 day, but man, uh, Big Ragoo, there he is in the house. He's going to be joining us here shortly. Welcome back. It's going to be great to have Big ragoo rolling with us. North Ender says, let's fucking go. We dominated yesterday. Padres, Jays, Yanks, cash my three bigger bets. Let's do it again. That's right, North Ender Mike guy. Amalie Mellers, razor-sharp picks in the house. Chris K says, wake up, get money. Troy Torrance, ready to get to work. Real deal prime. Flea Mathis, ready to eat. Got a great group here. Nasty Nate in the house, hipster Jesus. LJ from H Town says, let's cash Astros first five. Joey Marinaccio. Is that Astros first five today? LJ? Let me know if that's today. Serious Business ready to get to work. One of one Benny Peyton Weems says Reds minus 120. He really likes the Reds minus 120. A capper who's been backing the Reds, because I I, you know, obviously track all these guys that do the show who has been back in the Reds from the from the get go. Our very own Big Ragoo. He's been on the Reds almost every time he's been here on the show, and and he hasn't been here in three weeks, not since June fourteenth. He's been a backer of these Reds. That you know, I I understand. You know, in the future market, you don't want to buy high, and, and that whole thing got in my head with the. Reds at plus 450, and now I just hate myself for not betting that, but it is what it is. Uh, Brian w- That's to win the division, of course. Brian Watson, Astros minus one and a half. National Nations Guardians was good money yesterday. That was a wild game, and that was important. Important for my divisional future, for them to know that they can beat the best team in the league. Now they are at home, but uh, there's Turnsey ready to go. Osby hit the Renfro home run prop. Nice job, Osby. France, JP France over four and a half. K's. And Astros over four and a half for Mally Mal. Let me copy and paste that for the Astros game so we can discuss all of this. Let me just move over to that Astros spot. I've only made one bet a pre-flop, a pre-show. There was spots that I wanted to bet. And and I looked very closely at the over in, in this here as well, Mally Mal in that game. Uh, Chris K looking at the Diamondbacks to bounce back. There's our guy Mark Schillingberg in the house, a big part of our winning day yesterday. Jessica Easton rolling with us is going to be a great day. Feels that way. Robert Franklin coming off a six and two day. I love that. Mark Schillingberg says Sharpies, Musgrove K Prop was killer. Should have laddered it, but I did hit it hard. Didn't Musgrove look spectacular? That Padres first five uh, was just a no sweat spot if you watch that game. Slatsy says, "Of course, I knew. I knew when Alec Manoa was announced that Slatsy would be back in the chat. <laughs> so Alec Manoa starting Friday first time, looking to fade him a bunch of different ways, especially walks on the over." uh um, Mal saying, "Sharpie is the goods. Uh, great to see all you guys." And St- Slatsy's going to sorry turns he's going to be at that ball game on Friday. Oh God, that sounds nice. Uh, saturated giving three cheers for Ian Hap. Big hip. Jay's final take in the house. We get to let your nuts hang play today. Hopefully from Jay, there's Rocco Rogers, uh, k pop prop sweepage. Look at that four or five for home runs. Spending penny bombs. Also had a monster day with Jack's monster, monster day. Equinemis ready to get to work. Browns Hughes cash the guards over with these. You did. I love it. Uh, that I don't remember having a day quite across the board with all of us cashing like that. Jose went four and one too. It was just uh it was great. So let's do it again right now. Paco Healy liking DJ's first five money line. Troy Torrance says, How about those, Marlon? Says, I've templated that market environment. We'll be backing it blindly moving forwards. Yeah, I, I felt, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Sometimes when you love a sport so much, you know, you, you can romanticize. And then for what, some reason, I'm like, What well, is Waywright just going to end his career like this? I don't know uh but i should have been there with you guys uh, it was a mistake uh, but still coming off five no day all right let's roll there's christopher carter in the house let's bring on the star of every second wednesday here uh wednesdays are a great day here on betting with the bag because we either have the big ragu or connor mack picks wednesday we've been eating and I can't wait to be back in action with your next guest, originally from New York City. Now, Ocala, Florida, horse country is his home. Please welcome uh, one of the leaders of our squad, the Big Ragu, to the show. Doc, how are you, my man?
3: I'm doing well, Jimmy. How's uh, how's everybody doing in the chat? Hopefully, everybody has safe and happy 4th. Uh, for, for us Americans, our, our friends to the north of the border, we always wish you guys well every day of the year. No matter what happens. But I'm doing pretty good. Not too bad. Not bad for an old guy. Uh, We love it. Uh, We love it, Raghu. And we love having you here with
1: us. Now, Raghu, uh, and there's Billy Brisbane in the chat as well. Brizzy will be coming on afterwards. Brizzy has WNBA action for us and Summer League action. So he's got three breaths in the Summer League League as well. So that will be closing up our show. Now, Raghu, you have an interesting – Statistic, I guess we could call it. You have never, in your career with me, ever had a losing record in a sport ever. Uh, It's it's unbelievable for all the times that we've worked together and all the seasons and all the sports. Five years, yeah. You have never uh, had it, and right now we are down five point eight five units for you on the season. And every second Wednesday, it's that's tough. Uh, You have your work cut out for you. To keep this unbelievable streak alive. And I could go over, and maybe I will, but, I, I mean, that's got to be, what? It's got to be at least 13, 14 seasons in different sports that you've worked with me and, and had winning records. So you have your work cut out for you, uh, but you always, in every sport, get better as the season goes on, as you have more, you know, stats to analyze. Yeah.
3: And uh, we you believe you. to watch in. out for baseball around this time of the year. close to All Star mm-hmm. Break. A lot of crazy shit happens.
1: Yes, but but I loved how we handled yesterday.
3: Yeah, that was great. Yeah, five and zero.
1: So uh, as a group, I you know you left
3: money on the table, like you said. But you know what? Take the five and zero with a smile, big smile.
1: Well, the best thing that happened really was Lamont coming in with the his max bet on the Pirates.
3: Yeah, yeah. awesome.
1: And I watched that all play out last night it was fun fun you know one of the the atmosphere chavez ravine is always magical but it's amazing that the padres with how horrible they've been this year are selling out every game the atmosphere against the angels with shohei against musgrove i don't know if you watched it but it was magic like it was just complete i know it's july 4th but still it was and i guess it's like their 35th consecutive sellout so uh at least uh, this year so uh and Chris Carter says Lamont info always top notch uh Mally Mouse says Summer League the gen special there's Mr. Heat in the house all right big ragu let's get ready to roll let me make sure that I have uh, everything up here for a smooth start for us and that is all I'm missing so let me just get up a uh, ballpark pal here and so we can discuss the weather I know it's not um needed for this first game so i'll just get it here for uh, future spots we don't need weather in houston it's very hot and the roof will be closed all right uh tom leach says tennis is stressful to watch when you have a bet on it come on novak uh wow it's novak not ahead wow that's um that's wild he was a big big favorite and uh, well let's just get him home before we talk about it because uh sammy calmer is a big bet on novak to, to win it all here So uh, and look at that. Is it is it Rocco's birthday? Is it Rocco's birthday here? Did I miss Rocco's birthday? Uh, Lance over five and a half K's minus one twenty five. I do like that. I don't see Rocco's birthday. Can someone. Oh, no, maybe that was Ron Crawford. He was saying too. Okay. Um, And um, Barry Smith saying uh, Raghu deserves his own show. Yes, he does. And he has one. Uh, for college football he has his own show here on the channel every saturday morning but he need he deserves more than that i'm right with you barry he's uh, we are very very extremely fortunate that this man chooses to cap with us uh, let me just get this uh lance lynn I, I think that lance you know i don't bet k props but watching you guys cash him non-stop uh you know with sharpie's uh leadership i would
3: get k it props and, are t- tough tough you know, there's a pick. Let me let me touch. Let me interrupt you for one minute. To talk about K props. There's a guy that you and I both like, uh, Garrett for uh, Marlins. I yeah. kept three times in a row with him. kept kept laddering him up, you know. And then uh, I got off of that one after that 13K. That's the week I missed with you, by the way. Um, when he pitched that Wednesday, I mean, he was like five and a half, and then he he had like nine strikeouts and like two in, or almost three innings. He had like almost eight, eight Ks. But anyways, K-Props are tough. I agree. But we got to master the K-Prop on this channel. His name is Sharpie. So always follow Sharpie's picks on the K-Props.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the the idea about Lance Lynn, we all know what Lance Lynn's kryptonite is, is, is left-handed bats. And the Blue Jays were lacking them unbelievably in the offseason. Uh, so they made the Varshow trade, which is a trade that a lot of us despise. And then... Uh, they got they picked up Brandon Belt, so they have a left-handed bat. So we have three left-handed bats in the lineup. So we have a pretty weak uh, left-handed situation. Uh, and there is our guy Rocco Rogers. Says, yes, it is. I uh, thank you, everybody. I appreciate. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, happy birthday, Rocco Rogers. Uh, what a great, great capper and great uh, colleague to have. Uh, we love capping with you. Let's get to work here right now. Colorado Rockies, Houston Astros, Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas, to get us started here. Chase Anderson versus JP France. Chase Anderson you know, could have been picked up by anybody in the league for a cup of coffee, and the Rockies picked him up. And then he looked really good out of the gate, and it was shocking. He's come right back now. He is getting absolutely lit up and smoked right now. And his last start was at home in the thin air against the Dodgers. Six earned runs over three and two-thirds. Now it's a 6.50 ERA, a 1.51 whip, and he's not to be trusted. Uh, JP France is coming off. A very, very strong start at St. Louis, which kind of came, you know, I I know he's a professional pitcher, but it did. He had a couple tough starts before that. He struggled at home for some reason. You can say that the sample size is too small 23 and a third, a 5.01 ERA, 16 strikeouts, seven walks, six homers, 250 opponents' batting average. Rockies versus righties, just 251, 696 since June 1st. And those power numbers have just dropped off a cliff. There's not hitting with any power against Redis of late. Uh, Astros versus Redis, 249, 762. Astros, a very professional victory yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I imagine that everybody in America cashed on July 4th because the public spots, the biggest public spot, you know, was the Marlins, but the Astros surpassed that yesterday. And, and I was on the Astros minus one and a half. And it was an easy catcher. And I, and I took all, I had minus, first five minus a half, minus at 140 queued, but I was like, you know, minus 140 is just a little too much. Uh, Rockies bullpen's been atrocious, 6.11 uh, ERA since June 1st, while the Astros bullpen's been tough, you know, 4.26 ERA. And North Enders saying faves went 10 and 5 yesterday. So, yeah. North says, see, no reason why the Astros don't cruise again. Let's take a look at the line history and the cash flow and then make some decisions around it. One thing that uh, surprised me was the big market move towards the Colorado Rockies. Uh, this initially was stagnant. Then at 7:48 a.m., there was our first move to the Astros. So it took, you know, 14 hours for there to be really any movement. Move to the Astros, and then a big move in the opposite direction. So from to put that in the perspective a little more, from 8:33 a.m. to 10:43 a.m., there's a 21 cent move to the Colorado Rockies. It's right. bought back three cents, but so we have an 11 cent move. To the Colorado Rockies, and from a total perspective, we have a bunch of nines across the board. Uh, this opened up at nine, and it dropped to eight and a half at two thirty-seven this morning. Mm. It only lasted there for three minutes, but uh, then it went back to nine, and then right back to eight and a half. Mm. So that's interesting. This is juice to the under. So we have a twelve cent move to the under. So the market at least believes that. You know, Chase Anderson's going to have a good start here, which I think maybe catches us, some of us, by surprise. It certainly caught me by surprise. And look, I'm sitting here after cashing with the Astros yesterday. And and so obviously, I have a recency bias. Uh, I had the Astros a lot against the Rangers. I have the Astros to win the division. And, you know, so does uh, Jose. So, uh, cash wise here, 23% of the tickets and 88% of the cash are on the Colorado Rockies. Sixty-eight percent of the tickets and ninety-nine percent of the cash are on the under nine. The market has taken me completely off of this game. Let's hear what the big ragu is going to do with Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. Rockies, Astros.
3: Yeah, maybe the market was a little bit overvalued on that number, and probably sitting right where it needs to be sitting now. But it's still a little higher than I like to get involved with it. And um, I mean France. I think the very first time France pitched, I was on. That was on your show. Like he was making his first start. You know, due to all the injuries that the uh, Strohs had with their with their rotation, but I, he's kind of held his own. You know, three and three with a three one three, very respectable numbers. You know, not Cy Young numbers, obviously, but good numbers. You know, he, he's a, he's a, like you said, he's a professional pitcher. Anderson, on the other hand, it's been a minute since he's seen these Stros. You know, very small sample size. Versus their lineup here, so you know not a lot of familiarity with both of these pitchers going up against each other and, and the lineups here. So uh, for the most part, I tend to agree with that uh, that first that that under look. You know, that's even though we know the Astros can hit the ball long, um, we know the Rockies probably get their struggles here too at the same time. So maybe uh, maybe a sneaky good little first five under here, possibly, but. I'm not going to be involved with it. Maybe, and then maybe, you know, maybe even going back to the run line, possibly with the Astros at a lower number, maybe like minus one ten or wherever it's sitting right now. That would be the only look I would have here is maybe look at the uh, possible first five under. And then uh, you know, getting deep into the game with the um with the bullpen that the Rockies have, you know, maybe run line with the uh with the Astros. But a little too rich for my blood on the money side, money line side, like I say, lean first five under, lean uh Astros run line.
1: Yeah, I, I my plan was to go right back to the well with the Astros against Chase Anderson. Uh, it's you know, and maybe it's still a winning
3: bet, but you know, I I, but I like that first five under more than I do like the run line. And
1: so, what is it about? Ch- I mean, I I'm, I'm in like, why would Chase Anderson be able to get his shit together here?
3: Maybe just getting yeah. out of the thin air. Yeah, I mean, this I think I, I went back and looked at the, the batting matchups. And there's a couple of guys that hit like 500 a very small sample size. But outside of that, you know, maybe maybe a collective, you know, has put together a little bit of a better effort here. You know, like you said, the market putting it back eight and a half, nine back and forth. So that was that was my thinking initially. Just coming out of the gates a little early here, too. You know, so maybe a little slower start for the Rockies and and the Astros on offense.
1: Uh, Billy Brisbane saying total open nine and a half moved to nine, 68% of money, 95% of them or 65. I guess he means the tickets and 95% of the cash coming in on the under, uh, Deshaun G looking at best bet Kyle Tucker over one and a half hits runs RBIs. Uh, nice to see you Deshaun. Uh, and Barry love you too, man. Remember, you know, you can make fun of us. Yeah. Anyone like, you know, uh, we have very simple rules here in the chat. You, you know, you can throw hate anywhere, anywhere you want to anybody, uh, you know, just can't be spam. Can't be racist. Can't be homophobic. Um, you know, and, and can't be sexist. We need to respect our female cappers and we want more of them. And, and so that's all, it's always been the same. Nothing's ever changed here. And these are the rules that, uh, Peter Loshak, uh, sent down to us. Because if you guys remember, I, nobody took more hate when they started out their uh, career in this business than, than I did. and, and. <laughs> People seem to, to love it, except for me. It took me a little while to get over it. But, uh, okay, uh, let's move on here. Uh, that is Rockies, Astros. And no action from either of us. Uh, Billy Brisbane says, you think players uh, partied hard for 4th of July last night? I don't really think so. Um, I don't know. That's a tough question. But, I mean, it's a pretty busy slate. You have, I guess they had a little bit of time. Barry Smith really? says, uh, Rocky's upset today. You remember Barry Smith on the last show that he was with us? He gave us the Royals and that was when the royals outlasted the guardians 4-3 in extras so okay uh, let's roll on nothing for us in the afternoon game and i'm not going to force afternoon action even though I'd prefer to have it as it makes our days more enjoyable. Let's move on to 6.40 p.m. Eastern. We have the Oakland Athletics, 24 and 63, 12 and 31 on the road. Detroit Tigers, 37 and 47, 18 and 22. Home, Cameric Park, Detroit, Michigan. For those of you that backed Tariq Scooball yesterday, I hope you did it in a total situation. He was absolutely spectacular. And the fact that that the Tigers couldn't get a W out of that is absolutely wild. Uh, you know, absolutely wild. So, What a pitching performance from JP Sears and Tariq yesterday, especially Tariq, especially Tariq. All right, we're in Comerica Park, so let's talk the weather here for this one. A beautiful, beautiful weather up here. 88 Fahrenheit clear, 10.7 miles per hour in, down to 9.1 miles per hour. Let's go over to the ballpark pal and see what their thoughts are here for Comerica. Minus 10% home runs, minus 2% runs. There we go. Uh, Joe Yerkovich says it's a uh, – is it Reese Olsen? Is it – I I thought Eduardo Rodriguez was – is it really? I, I have Eduardo Rodriguez coming off the I.L. Is this wrong? Did I waste time? No, I, I, we still got Eduardo Rodriguez here. Rodriguez. Yeah, okay. So I'm just making sure. Uh, Billy Frieder says, Tigers first five easy here. Wall cuck starting again. Reese in in relief. Oh, last night. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. So, uh, Waldecock, Eduardo Wilde-Kuck, uh one and five, six point seven eight ERA, one point nine one WHIP. I mean, he's just looked bad. Uh, his last start, they only let him go two and two thirds. Uh, I think he started that, but it was a 10-4 loss at home versus the Yankees. On the road, he's being you know unbelievably bad. Uh, thirty five and a third, nine point one seven ERA, thirty two strikeouts and twenty seven walks. That's that was out for a K to walk ratio, nine homers. And listen to this: opponents hitting three forty five against him. Now, we just saw Detroit look spectacular uh, pitching-wise with a pitcher coming off of the aisle. Pitcher who we hadn't seen you know, since you know, two-thirds of the way through last season. Now we have Eduardo Rodriguez, who was placed on the injured list on May 30th. He had a left index finger pulley rupture. Uh, I, maybe Cab can tell us what the hell that is in the chat. Uh, I mean, I know it's a left finger injury, but a pulley rupture. He started throwing right pretty much right away. He started throwing on June 6th. So he, he only took like about basically a week off. He had one minor league re up start in Triple A Toledo, struck out four over four and a third scoreless. He's been so good this season. I mean, he's been better than I've ever seen him pitch. Now he's coming back. And again, the A's just can't hit lefties. 161, 512 OPS. The Tigers, 226, 701 OPS. Obviously, their numbers got cracked a little bit from the performance against J.P. Sears, but this is from June 1st. A's bullpen, 4.74 ERA. Tigers bullpen, 3.95 ERA. So let's take a look at uh, the line history. We've already talked about the weather. It's minus 10% for home runs, minus 2% for runs. This total uh, opened up at 85 two hours ago it has not moved at pinnacle but bet chris is a real sharp book and bet chris opened it at eight minus 120 to the over uh they're the only book i see here of the offshores uh that, that the the trusted offshores that opened it at eight and of course bet chris and bookmaker work in unison so they'll always have the same uh lines so then we'll go over to the cash flow or the sorry the money line here and it's, you know, you're asking f- for a big, big favorite spot. Uh, it's minus 223. That's actually the best line available if you like the Tigers. This opened up at minus 220, a three cent move towards the Tigers. And again, this line hasn't been out, you know, just for a couple hours. So we're not going to get too much information here. When we go to the tickets and the cash, we have 18% of the tickets and 44% of the cash on the A's. Uh, 27% of the tickets and 46% of cash on the over. Justin Viega says, uh, A's look like to get a good hitter when they find one and sell them for a few average pitchers for this. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. It's been pretty ugly. Dabby Cap says, it's basically the tendons in the index finger that would suck to have to deal with. Uh, Rocco Rogers looking at Erod's K's, even though you have to think that he's going to be on a pitch limit. Uh, this is pretty ugly, man. Uh, Professor Chris says, Tigers uh, model shows Tigers minus 2, 12.95, so no value there. Uh, Wine time says the fact that the Tigers are minus two thirty against anyone means they are definitely going to win over there. So I, I I'd like to hear your thoughts on, on whether or not Rodriguez is, is worth trusting at this big of a number after being on the IL with the index finger injury.
3: Um, good question. <laughs> um, Rodriguez is numbers, you know, with the IL thing. I mean, his numbers are pretty good. You know, just, I'm not a big proponent of taking a guy. You know, coming back off IL right away, but the A's are the A's are a special team that I like to fade on the road. When they're at home, getting big numbers, and you know, I like to take a little stab with them every here, you know, every now and then. But in this particular spot here, though, I I, I think I can trust Rodriguez even on the pitch count, um, and with their big run differential that the A's have, which is a big part of what I do with cap and um, on run lines. And if you look at what the Tigers have done, um, the last nine out of ten games, they've won. You know that they won in excess of two runs in each of those events. So, I think, and then Walter Chuck, I think they can hit them here. So, this is a pretty simple cap for me. Eliminating the um, the big number, you know, the lane, the the uh, the big two hundred number. The only play I come up with here is definitely taking the uh, Tigers on the run, line, especially after getting beat one nothing yesterday. Are they gonna get zeroed out again. I, I doubt it. I think you know Tigers put some runs up here, and uh, it's like you said. The big question is Rodriguez: how deep will he go? What will they get? Uh, but I think I think they'll generate enough offense here to to cover cover the run line here. So I'm on the I'm on the Tigers run line at um, I think minus one ten, roughly. Pick them somewhere in that neck of the woods. I haven't made it official yet, but I'm gonna give it for the show, the official play, and then whatever you get me for the number. On the run line with the Tigers.
1: All right. Well, let's see what we can get you. Tigers run line for the big Ragu. The Doc here working with us today, minus one and a half and minus 106. Okay. Available at Pinnacle is the best line on the board. So let's lock it in here. There's Spenny Penny Bombs in the house. What a day he had yesterday with his home run props. Spectacular work, Spenny. Uh, We all notice what you've been doing, my man. Uh, Okay, so Doc is on the board. Raghu is on the Tigers. Minus one and a half. Minus 106. And I get it. I get it. Maybe I just need... I'm not going to hum a haul over um, this bum fight, but I'll look into it a little more. And... um, I get it. Mally, Mal looking at that Tigers race to three runs. Professor Chris says his model getting 8.65 total runs in this game for what it's worth. It's, it's excellent. We love hearing what, what your model has with these things, uh, Professor Chris. So thank you for sharing that. North Ender said he would lean Tigers team total or first five team total over. All right. And um, Spenny says for the Houston game, he likes Kyle Tucker, Homer, and RBI. And we heard that somebody also said that. And there is Troy Torrance also going to back the Detroit Tigers here today. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, what, you know, the question is, and, and it was perfectly put by Joe Yerkovich, said that minus 230 pencils out to a full season record of 113 and 49 to break even. Is this matchup worth more than that? If it comes down to that question, I would say no. But if it comes to the point where, I mean, we saw JP Sears, the best pitcher for the A's shut down the Tigers. And now they face the same side, another lefty, who is probably the worst pitcher that we're seeing for the A's. And I mean, it's hard to be worse than Luis Medina, but when you factor that in, I get it. Uh, I get why Ragu is moving on the Tigers here. And I guess that gives me some interest looking at it from that angle, but let's move on. Ragu is on the board. I am not. 6.40 p.m. Eastern Philadelphia Phillies at Tampa Bay Rays. We're at Tropicana Field here in St. Petersburg, Florida. And this is a real interesting spot because initially – I want Taiwan Walker. Um, we have Zach Little. And then I believe that Yanni uh, Trinos is the primary. I wonder if we could get that um, confirmed. I've got Trinos as the primary. Let's just go and see what Rotowire has for this one. Do they have Trinos as the Yes, they do. Okay, that helps the cap here. Uh, Nasty Nate says, is this a spot where tomorrow you say you should have been on the Tigers with all of us? Uh, well, Nasty Nate, I think the big difference between the Marlins and the Tigers here at this point is that the market had made it clear that the Marlins, were the callers, 30 or 40 cent move over there. This has only been out for two hours. Uh, so, And I didn't know that you were even on it. Uh, I just see Troy on the Tigers and Ragu on the Tigers. I don't see anybody else on the Tigers. I see a lot of people saying, don't bet the Tigers. Do you see a lot of people, Nasty Nate? Am I missing this? Is there a lot of people on the Tigers? Am I missing this? Because I just see Ragu and Troy. Now, they're very confident in their capers I want to be aligned with. but All right. Uh, Phillies, and also the, the Marlins weren't expensive. Remember, the Marlins opened up at minus 145 at pinnacle they were a minus 170 something by the time it got to showtime so i think there's a lot of differences here but but that uh so we'll see filthy sticks looking at the, the tigers team total over mike m says uh nice to see you mike m says uh, taiwan walker 16 one straight up in his last 17 starts after a 110 p.m eastern start if they're shorter then plus 144 reclaim james says heavy lean with the tigers Uh, Mike, I'm saying I think there's a lot of people auto-fading the A's in this case. There's 1777 memorabilia now. Okay, so let's get back to this spot. So yesterday, celebrating his 55th birthday on July 4th, took the time to give us yet another winner. Spreadsheet play today here on our show, 28 and 21, 57.1% plus 6.76 units, ROI plus 13.80%, average line minus 103. And that man is Ron Crawford, and he is on the race. Minus one, which throws me for a bit of a loop because I because Walker has just been so good and I can kind of cut his road numbers out of it now because those problems were in the beginning of the year, but the spreadsheet has spoken. Chili Dog Dooley says, Heading to Detroit for work and will be attending this bum fight. I love a Chili Dog. Man, I wish I was there with you. That's, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, Jay Stone sending out a happy birthday to Rocco Rogers. Razor sharp picks. Phillies money line plus 120. We have Razor on the other side of spreadsheet and Razor on the side that I was close to moving on. But let's discuss this further. Don't need to look at weather here at the TROP. And we know that our... Special guest, the Big Raghu, knows this team very, very well. Let's take a look at the line history here for this spot. Uh, I've been staring at it, uh, you know, since last night. We have the – at Pinnacle, uh, this opened up – no, this didn't open up at Pinnacle until 8 in the morning. Uh, Opened up at under 9 minus 108. It's now uh, under 9 plus 105. So we have 14 cents of movement to the over. Uh, so they're saying that there is volatility in this start. Uh, that That's another thing that sort of surprised me. So we have a big move to the over. And then money line wise, and that's a pretty big move for it not to be. This still only been out for three and a half hours. Money line wise, the Phillies opened up at 115. They're now plus 113. There was a real legit move to the Phillies when this line opened up. Uh, This got down to plus 106, got down to plus 105, got down to plus 104 at 10.30. Since 10.30 a.m., there's been a big move to the raise. But as of this point, we have a $0.02 move to the Phillies and a $0.14 move to the over. We'll pull up the cash flow for this one. And 5,910 tickets in, 63% of the tickets, 67% of the cash on the raise. Then for the total, 84% of tickets and 94% cash on the under. Yeah, we have a 14-cent move on the over. So that's all pretty tricky to 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 figure out. Taiwan Walker, 3.93 ERA, 1.23 whip. His numbers have just been getting better and better and better as the season has gone on. His last start, 3-1 win at the Cubs, was very good. Six innings, one earned run. Six hits, six Ks, one walk, no jacks. On the road, those numbers are bad. 281 opponents, batting average, 5.26 ERA. When Raghu drops his thoughts on the game, I'm going to pull out exactly his last few, or his last, let's go all the way back through his road starts. Uh, Zach Little is not going to be out there for long. Uh, He's just an opener. He's not been good this year in 15 and a third. Now, 16 Ks, five walks, three home runs isn't awful, but 5.28 ERA, 1.43 whip. Yanni Chirinos is a strange guy. Uh, he can't really be a bullpen piece because he can't get strikeouts. But he gets a lot of soft contact. He's a pretty good, you know, long reliever, but the Rays seem to never be down by big numbers and need one. Four and three, 3.64 ERA. In 54 and a 30, he only has 27 strikeouts and 19 walks. Not a good K to walk ratio. His last start at Arizona was very good. Very good. Six innings, one earned run. It was a solo shot, 4Ks, three walks against a hot-hitting Diamondback squad. Uh, at home, he has struggled for whatever reason. I think the sample size is probably too small, 19 in the third innings. 5.59 ERA, 9 K, six walks, three homers, 236 opponents, batting average. The Phillies and Rays are hitting almost identically against righties uh, since June 1st, hitting well. 260, 747 for Phillies, 256, 749 for the Rays, and both bullpens have been very good. Phillies bullpen, 3.25. Rays bullpen, 2.78. Since the first of june there is sharpie in the house sharpie also sweeping the board yesterday there's a lot of board sweepage around here take it away for us here i'm very interested in your thoughts on this one ragu take it away phillies rays
3: yeah so so the phillies are basically um they're trying to get to the break you know play catch up like they did last year you know when they had the injuries and whatnot um They've been real spotty on scoring runs, you know. As we know that the brave, uh, the Braves, the uh, the Rays have a pretty good, pretty good run differential, you know, lead in this category. But the, um, they're on a three-game uh, losing streak right now. They've been spectacular at home all season. Walker's been great, all you know, all season long. He's kind of filled into that role. They kind of expect him. Our Cheirnos is going to get the log of the innings, like you said, you know, just. I figured he'd start, but not so much. He's probably we're looking at probably inning, maybe two out of um Vidal here, but we gotta get to Chernos to kinda keep things. So that kind of took me off the first five action. I wanted to get involved with the Rays. I think they present a little value here. Um at, at the at the drop against uh, Walker, as good as he's been. Uh we know that we know that Franco's is gonna try to make a point. You know, they're kinda shunning him for the all star. So he wants to go out, you know put Some big numbers up, so I'd look for him to have a day. I, I would get involved with Franco and maybe some kind of player prop, you know, bases, hits, whatever, which I won't do, but that's a little tip there. Like you said, both bullpens have been spectacular, so I would they both hit right as well, they both have great bullpens, so you know, something's got to give in this spot here. And I, you know, I've, I lean with Ron Crawford, I think the Rays present the value here as spectacular as, as Walker's been. The Rays have way too much offense, but I think if I think if they don't put a lot of runs up early, you know we're going to be looking at a you know probably a tight game, maybe a one run game, you know long term, you know once they get to the bullpen. So I, I want I want to lean break uh, with the Rays in the first five, but I'm not going to pull the trigger here. I'm probably going to stay off of this one, uh, but I think the Rays present the value, so I, I would uh, have to tend to agree with Crawford. Mr. Crawford on the on the Rays look, but I, I'm not making it official. Maybe before we get off the show, I'll come back to it and, and, and take the Rays uh, full game, but not the first five. First five is a look I usually like to get involved with the Rays at home, but not today. I, I think Walker is going to present himself, and I'm, I'm a little concerned with Lytle early on, so that's going to put me off of it.
1: I'm going to have to – be off of this game even though this had been a planned move here I'm very surprised at this total or this expectation of volatility in this game uh, yeah. you know um, you know I mean even if we know what these bullpens are doing look at what my bookie has done uh, you know I can't stress you know these books are trying to beat us and my bookie is, is trying to beat us and they fluctuate their lines Constantly, and, and I, you know, again, I tell you guys, I know who's running the book here, and he's a very, very good gambler, very good gambler, one of the best gamblers I've ever seen in sports. And he opens this up at nine and he moves it immediately to eight and a half. That's what I would expect here. You're looking at these, I know the Rays are going with, with Lytle and then with Atrinos, uh, and, and but the bullpens are so good. Time Walker has a 1.5 OERA in June, and that's over like six starts goes down eight and a half which is what i would expect it to do Mm -hmm. and it's there for seven hours it's now at nine and a half so he's taking his best betters are betting the over in this one uh razor much love thank you for running with us uh yankees money line versus the orioles is razors also on and i can't wait to talk about that game Uh, that game is going to be extremely enjoyable to talk about and that's coming up here uh very soon so let me just put this here so with all that being said, uh, I, I'm off, unfortunately. So yeah. I don't like that. I don't like being off. I, this, I thought this was going to be a, a spot. But Razor's on the Phillies money line. Ron Crawford's on Tampa Bay minus one. This total is moving towards the over and going to have to stay off. Let's move on. 6:40 p.m. Eastern. St. Louis Cardinals, 35 and 50, 18 and 25 on the road uh, at the Miami Marlins, 15 and 37, 27 and 16 at home. Now I've capped this game with Stephen Matz getting the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Stephen Matz is listed by the Cardinals right now. Let's see. Is Bet365 listed uh, Stephen Matz? No, they haven't. Let me see if they have now. And they still have not. And it's completely off the board. So it, maybe it's it yeah, it's it's never been on for me at least. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's not Stephen Matt. Uh he hasn't started a game since May 24th. He's looked quite a bit better coming out of the pen of late, but we know that he's a, you know, very vulnerable on the hill. Uh 4.92 ERA 1.59 whip. So I'm going to just expect that it's Matt starting. We'll do it like this, but of course we can't do anything on it uh at this point. Uh, On the road, he's been atrocious too. 26 and two-thirds, 7.09 ERA, 360 opponents batting average. Going up against Brian Hoeing, who got lit up and smoked in his last start, 16-4 loss at Atlanta. He had very good numbers before that, and it was his first time really getting lit up and smoked. Uh, At home, he's been unhittable. 0.87 0.87 ERA over 20 and two thirds hasn't allowed a jack 19 K seven walks 197 opponents batting average. The Marlins are just destroying lefties 313, 753. And the cards are hitting righties pretty hard 261, 780. And both bullpens haven't been that good, especially the cards bullpen 5.72 ERA. There's our guy Sammy Comer in the house. So there's no um, need to look at any line history, it's just not there, it's not out, it's not available. So, what are your thoughts here, Cardinals Marlins? For this one, doc. Yeah, I, I
3: wanted I wanted to take the Marlins um, on a team total like four, but I see like DraftKings got like a three and a half juice at one forty-five, so that's a little richer than I like to get involved with. But if I can get like if I can get a four with the Marlins against uh Matts if he goes, I'll make that official right now on the show.
1: Well, let's... like you said,
3: they are smashing lefties and. They're they're playing they're playing good ball. They're a different team at home. You know, I had a lot of questions for Shoemaker early on, but you know, with that staff that he's got and these these youngsters, man, they're really hitting the ball really really well. And you know, they got 50 Ws and a lot of you know they play tough. They play good teams tough. You know, they they play like 500 ball against teams that win the record. So you know, their their numbers are good, especially down in Miami. So I want to get involved with the Marlins in some form or fashion scoring runs here. And I think uh, even though they don't win by margin, their their run differential is a little light, but they have their spots. So I think this is a good spot for them. And I think they get a sweep here if they win. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be um God Cardinals look awful. Sharp said, I said at the beginning of the year, Mons have the best rotation in the game as they're the only team I track six pitchers in their rotation. Okay. So uh, we are going to move on. Uh, Ken is right. Great job. Just, uh, Smooth work, fading wing, right? Rocco Rogers says, I want the over here. The Cardinals are hitting right-handed pitching right now, and so are the Marlins for either hand Cards bullpen yeah. is awful right now. Give me the over. Yeah, I, I'd be interested in the over as well. So we'll see if it if – it and anybody, if, if it does become available, please let us know. Yeah. All right, this is a very, very fun game to talk about. Let's move on. 7.05 p.m. Eastern, Baltimore Orioles at New York Yankees. This one is going to be really fun. Because we've already heard from Razor Sharp Picks. He's on Yankees' money line. But TJ, star of the gift play of the day, that's 21-9, 70% plus 11.93 units, ROI plus 36.5% average line minus 104, has given us the gift. And it is also the New York Yankees at plus 110. So we have Razor and we already heard Tom Leach liking the Yankees. These are some of the notes from... Our guy TJ, who can't be here with us, but just a sign of what we're doing here on the show, just the teamwork that happens, that he just wanted to make sure that we had this information, even though work was going to stop him from being here. It says Kramer's FIP, the last five starts, is very concerning, averaging a FIP over six. It says Yankees own him over his last five starts against him 1.69 whip, 7.55 ERA. It says Yanks heating up offensively versus righties, and the O's are slumping hard. Large bullpen advantage in the last 14 days. So he is on the New York Yankees. Let's discuss the spot and see if we should move immediately as well. And I haven't yet. So let's pull up the weather here for this one. First off, 84 Fahrenheit, 8.1 miles per hour right to left, slightly, very slightly in. Stays between 8.1 and 7 for the game. And let's see what their uh, expectation is here of Yankee Stadium, plus 26% home runs, plus 10% runs. So an offensive spot here at Yankee Stadium. Let's go over to the line history here in this one. First off, we have the total up here. Let me get the spread up as well. So, sorry, the money line up as well. For, oh, God, why is this here? Sorry, I got this on total for some reason. should be on money line. Okay, here we go. For the money line... There has been a real move to the Yankees. Wow. A real legit move. And it's come in the last, I mean, this only opened up at 808 this morning. So uh, the Yankees opened up at plus 108. I could have got on at plus 105. They're now minus 100. They're now at even money. So we have a move towards the Yankees. Let's take a look at the total here for this one. This one opened up at pinnacle. At nine and a half, it opened up nine and a half everywhere. It only lasted there for twelve minutes before it went to nine. So it's a move to the under and a move to the Yankees. Let's take a look at the cash flow. What do I do with it here we go. The cash flow for the Yankees spot. We have seventy-two percent of the tickets and ninety-four percent of the cash on the Yankees. A lot of money on the Yankees. Then we have forty percent of the tickets and fifty-eight percent of cash on the under. Uh, offensive weather. Here, but I think that they're saying that Kramer's going to pitch. Okay. Filthy sticks is on the Yankees money line and the over eight with a two legger. North says Baltimore with one win in the last seven games. Yankees getting hot. Kramer being bad and the O's are favored. Seems weird to him. And Spenny Penny says, I uh, think he may have to go back to Santander Homer today. Vasquez in limited appearance so far has a higher ERA versus lefties. Vasquez is, is what I wanted to talk out here. Uh, Cause you know, there's a reason why he's been in AAA. And also, in AAA, he's not been good. For Wilkes-Barre, he's 2-8 and eight with a 5.11 ERA, 1.61 whip, eight home runs allowed in 61 two-thirds. His last start up in the big leagues was June 8th, five and two-thirds to its no earned runs. Three Ks It was good. He looked good. 3-0 win at home versus the White Sox. So he's throwing 10 and a third innings with a 0.97 whip and a 1.74 ERA. Kramer's looked really bad. There's no other way around it. He's looked bad. He's been better on the road than he's been at home. His last start, he allowed seven earned runs and three innings at home versus the twins uh, on the road. He's got a 4.50 ERA, three 10 points batting average. That start he had against the twins was the spot where we had the spreadsheet on the Orioles. We had a uh, Maddie ice uh, came in and dropped the Orioles. I moved on the Orioles first five and full game the night before, but the market had been very stagnant. It wasn't moving on the Orioles, even though everyone's on Orioles. And, and then of course, a razor sharp picks had his gamblers first glance on the Twins and Twins dominated that baseball game. That was Lopez against Kramer. Orioles versus Righties since June first, two fifty one seven twenty seven OPS. Yankees versus 206, two o six six forty six. Uh, Orioles bullpen's been bad. I don't. I can't understand why it's been so bad. It's been bad. Four point five two ERA. So, Lakeisha Sly is the first person to be here and back the Orioles. Professor Chris says numbers also say Orioles run line plus 120. P bet the money line minus 18, the run line at plus 140. Wow. Okay. So, we have a couple people here backing the Orioles. Wow. Okay. And Big O saying everyone on the Yanks now has me worried. And Professor Chris says he's on the Orioles every day. So, let's hear what Doc has to say about this spot. What a fascinating game. We have the cash, sorry, the gift on the Yankees, and we have Razor on the Yankees. What is Big Rigoo doing with his
3: Big Rigoo's going to be on the Yankees, too. But uh, I'm going to be on the Yankees team total. I think uh, Baltimore struggles, you know, six out of seven, uh, 18 runs in that span. I mean, can they come back and light up Basquiat? Sure. I mean, it's a good ball club. You know, they've – I wouldn't call them overachievers. Last year, maybe a little bit – a little bit uh, undervalued, but this year they kind of even things out. If you look at that whole East, I mean, we're all in plus, plus run differential territory, top to bottom, and outside divisions, you know, we usually smash everybody, you know, our our division. But when they play each other, it's a different ball game, especially these O's. They've always given the Yankees fits over the years, and they're capable of doing that today possibly. But I just think uh, in the spot right now where they're at, and, and I like Bader in the lineup with the Yankees, the Yankees, they produce when he's in the lineup, they've, they've, uh, their, their win ratio is pretty high with Bader when he's up in there, you know, especially with judge being out and they've kind of turned things. I think they kind of turned the corner with the judge issue, you know, being out, you know, early on, they lost a bunch of games. Now they kind of balanced the book, so to speak. So I think the Yankees score some runs here and, um, I might be, I'm, I'm going to be in a double up spot just to kind of hedge my bet a little bit. So I think the Yankees score runs and I think they get the W too. So, I got the Yankees over four and a half runs, minus 110, and I'm going to take the Yankees on the money line. Well, I can
1: get you that over four and a half plus 103 at Pinnacle, so we'll start that. The Yankees are even money here on the money line at Pinnacle. I don't know if anyone is beating that. Let me just check it out. Uh, by the way, the Cardinals line is up. Cardinals line is up. Is it um, up? Yeah, it's up. It's up at um, Bet Online and MyBookie, and they've put it in very different situations. Uh, so we we'll discuss that in a second here. Let me line shop for you here. So can we get better than even money? No, it looks like even money is the best we can get on the New York. Oh you know, no, Heritage with a plus one hundred and one. All right, so we'll give you Yankees money line at plus one hundred and one
3: what is your expectation of Randy Vasquez? That's the question. (laughs) I mean, I I think if he, if he, if he can throw like a good, uh, if he can get like four and a half, five innings, I'd be happy in this spot. Really. I think, um, you know, without, if he gives up like one or two, I think, uh, like you say, Baltimore struggles kind of might help him along a little bit right now, but, It could turn on a dime for them. You know, they could, they're very capable. They got good bats in the lineup. But I think right now, Vasquez should take advantage of the struggling O's here. So I think uh, I I expected runs. You know, at first I was thinking over, but I said, you know, the way Baltimore has been struggling, but, you know, the equalizer may be Vasquez. But Vasquez, you know, has, you know, decent control here. And, uh, you know, hold Baltimore down to a couple runs early on. They get to the bullpen. And then the Yankees, uh Yankees winning and the game might stay under because of Baltimore. But if Baltimore starts hitting the ball, then it's an easy over here. So my question mark is I'm not I'm not trusting the Baltimore bats as of this moment. So I'm gonna stick with the Yankee team total.
1: Huh. I I've had this it's it's Randy Vasquez, is the reason why I didn't bet this. That's all. Uh I feel like Cramer's vulnerable too. The market's kind of meaning that Kramer's going to pitch okay here uh Troy Torrance, I've not seen the line move for a second towards uh the Orioles yeah this has been all Yankees um so this opened up at 808 a.m and the Orioles were minus 117 12 minutes later minus 116 13 minutes later minus 115 uh 45 minutes later minus 113. 45 minutes after that, minus 110. Seven minutes after that, minus 109. Now they're minus 108. Um, oh, it's all good, Troy. Oh, you had the wrong game up. I feel you. Uh, but but that's the issue for me right now. Uh, that's just the issue. I just... For, I, You know, going over his AAA numbers with wilkes Barry. I mean, there's a reason why he's not being called up. Because he looked really good in the majors. Uh, Joe Yergrin says starting pitching is only one-third of the story. Yeah. I, I get it. I'm just telling you the, the, my discomfort. But market-wise, I should just bet the Yankees right now. All right. I I, I need more time on this game, and I will take it. But uh, TJ's gift is the Yankees plus 110. Razors on the Yankees plus 105. Ragus on the Yankees plus 101. And the team total over four and a half at plus 103. All right. Let's move on. Next up for us is Cincinnati. Oh, I, I did want to talk about before we put up the. Why don't we, Jose, oh, no. why don't we yeah, put that Marlins uh, cards game back up here for a second, because uh, we do have some information on the line, uh, and we'll just use my bookie and Bet Online right now because they're the only ones that. Are. So, Bet Online has Miami Marlins at minus one thirteen, and my bookie has it at minus one oh nine. And then the totals are the bigger difference. This total has uh, the it's minus, under nine at minus one twenty at Bet Online, and under eight and a half at minus one eleven at my bookie.
3: So do they have a team total on the Marlins. Uh,
1: I'm not sure. I'll pull up Bet Online right now and see if they do. Um, I don't have uh, my I don't have my bookie up uh, here, but I do my bet online account. So let me just pull up the bet online account here and see what they're offering in this one. Um, I don't even see it. I don't even see it uh, listed, even sure. though they're saying at one site that it's up. So I guess, I guess it's going to be up here any minute, but it's not up right now.
3: All right. Check it before we leave.
1: All right. Uh, let's move on. 7 5 PM. Eastern. Cincinnati Reds, 47-39, and 24-18 on the road at Washington Nationals, 34-51, 13-29 at home at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. And uh, Spenny Penny Bombs going to come back with the Spencer Steer homer. Uh, catch that. When was that? In that um, extra inning spot. I think that was Friday. I want to say that was Friday. Uh, so Spenny Penny Bombs on Steer homer at plus 575. And RBI at plus 175. Let me get that right here uh, locked in so we can discuss it. Stimmy OG has to head back to work, but he's big on the Blue Jays and the Nationals' money line. Blue Jays and Nationals' money line. Well, perfect timing to share that with us, Stimmy. Thank you. Peyton Weems also right off the hop gave us the Reds at minus 120. So uh, that's where we stand right now. Reds, 47 and 39, 24 and 18 on the road. Washington Nationals, 34 and 51, 13, 29 at home. We're in Nationals Park in D.C. Uh, let's start with the weather here in D.C. We have 88 Fahrenheit. It's humid. Feels like 93. 5.1 miles per hour right to left. Goes down to 4.9. So it's hot, but the wind's you know, really no factor. Ballpark Pal has Nationals Park at plus 10% homers plus 10% doubles and triples, plus 11% runs. So very offensive weather here. Uh, Very offensive weather. Uh, Troy Torn says, I think Ashcraft is way better than his numbers indicate. And there it is, the ribeye play of the day from our Mike M. Spencer Steer at plus 175 from Mike M. Spencer Steer at plus 175. Let me copy and paste that. Wine Time says, Public is hammering the reds. The market's going the other way, all over the Nats for two units here. Uh, Markel on the Reds again, and Professor Chris says Reds again for me. Numbers show Reds money line minus 160, run line plus 117.91. He bet both at minus 120 and plus 135. All right. Uh, Christopher Comptey says Reds or are a balling. There's our guy Jack Rosenblatt in the house. So uh, we've seen the weather. Let's take a look at the line history here for this one with Gray First, Ashcraft. First off, uh, very offensive weather. And, you know, the line was put uh, at 10 at some books, but not at pinnacle. They opened it up at nine and a half, and it was, you know, juice to the over. Now it's a pick em at nine and a half. So we have seven cents of movement to the under at nine and a half. And here on the money line, we have the Reds opening up minus 120. They're now minus 115. So $0.05 move to the Nats. So move to the under and a move to the Nats. Let's pull up the cash flow for this one. We have 35% of the tickets and 71% of the cash on the Nationals. It feels like sharp money. 78% of tickets and 97% of cash on the over. And yet the market's moving towards the under. I know it's very offensive weather, but, you know, Joe Yukovic talked about, uh, you know, feeling like that, that, that a lot of people I think it was Joe was talking about that people put too much into the weather. And um I wonder if, if if it's the weather, obviously, the heat and the humidity makes me want to kind of you know move towards the over, but maybe it is, maybe this under is the sharp look. Spenny Pennybomb says also great is nine homers to the righties this year, and Steer's proven he has some nice power, thinks he can get a hold of one today. Mike M says Steer's a great lineup situation in their road favorites. He's gotten that RBI four of the last five games. So let's put up, uh, set this up for us. Uh, Ashcraft has been terrible all year and looked very good in that last start at home versus Padres. Finally, I wonder if that means Manoa will look good on Friday. Both have, have had similar years. Ashcraft worked his kinks out uh, in the major league level, whereas we banished uh, Manoa. On the road, Ashcott's been much better than he's been at home. And we know why. Since Red's very offensive ballpark on the road, 4.96 ERA, 277 opponent's batting average. He's only allowed three jacks and 32 and a third. He's a good pitcher, 32 and 2 thirds. Josiah Gray coming off a great start at the Phillies. And the Phillies were a team that's had his number. It shows the kind of pitcher he is. 3.30 ERA, 1.38 whip. Uh, at home, he struggled. I mean, this guy's always been so good on the road and struggles at home, and it's hard to pinpoint exactly why that's happening. 31 and a third, 2 and 3, 5.17 ERA, 25 Ks, 18 walks. These are not good numbers at home from a pitcher who has excellent numbers. He only has, you know, 25 Ks and 18 walks. I mean, that's just strange for him. The Reds are hitting 266,805 versus Reds, and Nats are hitting 255,688 versus Reds. Reds bullpen 4.05 ERA since June 1st. And Nats bullpen 5.77 ERA. Uh, and Spenny, I don't have that uh, at Swish. I do not have the weather blowing out. At all at Swish, uh, for at any point in the game. Let me just refresh it. But so I've got different uh, numbers there at the, not so not at all. Let's hear what Doc has to say about this one. Ashcraft, first Josiah Gray, Cincinnati Reds, Washington Nationals.
3: Yeah, as you said earlier, I <clears> think <throat> I heard you say something about me back in the Reds a bunch of times. Yes. You this season, which I have. They play aggressive on the base pass. You know when they get guys on, they move. They move the runners well. They're a fun team to watch play baseball. Um as crafts issues, you know, like you said, he did hold the Phillies down last out. He's had some struggles. Um, uh, maybe, you know, he's turned the corner going into the all-star break. He's better in his numbers indicate. We know that it's talented. Gray's an all-star. You know, even at six and six. He, he he look he's got some good looks up on the bump too, also. So I think I think the sharp look here is is a, uh is an underplay, you know. Even though the weather conditions dictate, you know, indicate that's possibly a good looking over uh, type game, but I and I kind of like the Nationals in this spot too, uh, of all things. So I was kind of torn. I said, like, well, do I like the over? Do I, I mean, do I like the under? Or I like the Nats as the dog price, but I think I think the uh, the, the smarter play for me would here would be like a first five under. I think uh, both pitchers hold it down early, and then we might see some fireworks later. But yeah, that's my look. I like the uh, first five under here. Give that to me.
1: I like it too. And um, this, I don't think this, my bookies switched it to five. And I think these are going to be five soon. We can get you that under five and a half of minus 116 at pinnacle. And. Again, I want to. I just want to see when my bookie moved this to five. Oh, they opened it at five. Okay. And I, I think that we should start including my bookies' market movements a little more, uh, more than I have, just because you know the capper who's running the book there. He's so good uh, that, and we know that they're actively trying to beat us. And so I think we should I should start factoring in. Would you say right money now. and
3: count was on the total?
1: Well, this is the wild part of it all, Doc. Is that seventy eight percent of the tickets and ninety seven percent of the cash is on the over? Uh, you know what? I'm going to bet this right now. I don't think I I, I think this is all going to change here. Um, Ragu is on the under first five under five and a half. At minus 116. And uh, I'm going to bet it right now. So uh, I'm going to bet it right now. But I'm going to set up the next game for you, and then I'm going to bet it. Because next game is very interesting as well. It meant a lot to my division bet on the Guardians at plus 380 that they won yesterday. Uh, I know it's just one game out of 162. But still, you got to beat the best to, to know that you're capable of beating the best. And that's what the Guardians did. Alondo's already given us Soroka have four or more strikeouts in that landed the win up plus 200 DC cap are also coming in on that under nine and a half and Joe Yurkovich on the Nationals first five money line so we have Soroka against Quantrill and again uh, you know there's a real reason that Soroka didn't make the Braves and they're actively looking for someone to come up and you know step up Uh, because they, they're still waiting they have like Spectacular pitchers uh, that are coming back from entry. I mean, we're waiting on Max Fried and Kyle Wright to come back. But uh, Smith chauver and Jared Schuster were both optioned to AAA. And now now it's Soroka's chance here. So uh Soroka, 101, 6.89 ERA, 1.53 whip, over 15 and two thirds in the majors here. And he just doesn't – hasn't looked good. Max Powers, nice to see you. We have Mally Mal here saying Quantrill's being shit. And Mr. E saying Cal is going to the shed today. So if Soroka against Quantrill uh, – Quantrill's not looked good. And that last start, you know, we were fading him just because of Justin Steele. But uh, 10-1 loss. And he looked okay after two innings. And then he just got lit up. He only made it through three and a third. Eight hits, six earned runs, one strikeout, two walks. He only has 35 Ks in 62 and two thirds. We know that's his MO. He's a guy who gets soft contact, doesn't get strikeouts, but he's not looked good this year. Braves are smashing righties 304, 945. And I keep talking about this, but guardians are hitting right. He's really hard right now at 289, 761 uh, OPS. Uh, Braves bullpen. Unbelievable since June 1st, 2.39 ERA. Guardians at 3.22 ERA. Uh, Markel said he's not stepping in front of these bats. Um, look, I get it, but. A lot of people lost money on the Braves yesterday. And I'm not saying that this will happen again. Uh, Clint Star, the Die Hard MMA podcast, has his action locked in for UFC. I'm going to copy and post that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, my man. So uh, Big O Sang best backdrop on PSR. Yeah, It's uh, he's, he's a pro, man. We got a pro rolling with us. So let's talk about the weather here in Cleveland. In Cleveland, we have... 85 Fahrenheit, 7 miles per hour in. And the wind starts swirling a bit. So by the end of the game, it's very slightly out. Let's go over to Ballpark Pal. Uh, They have progressive plus 11% home runs, plus 16% doubles and triples, and plus 11% runs. So very offensive weather here. Darren Turner looking at the over. Uh, Let's pull up the line history then for this one. Get these up. So line history-wise... We have the Tribe opening up at around plus 145. Pinnacle opened them up at plus 139. So there's been 13 cents of movement to the Braves. 13 cents towards the Braves from a total side of things. I still got the first five up, so let me put up the full game. And for the full game, we have tens across the board. This opened up at nine and a half, and... This 9.5 was heavily juiced to the under, which is crazy. This was at 5.32 p.m. yesterday. A constant movement towards the over until they moved it to 10. They moved it at 10 at 12.39 a.m., back to 9.5, now sticking at 10. So we have a move to the over and a move to the Braves. And when we look at the cash flow for this spot, we have 22% of the tickets and 63% of the cash on the Guardians. But lines moving towards the Braves. 81% of tickets and 99% of cash on the over lot of money on this over take it away for us here doc braves
3: guardians yeah i mean you got two guys with north of six on the era so naturally you're gonna hang a big big uh a big total number here in this spot and you know with the braves bats i mean they just they lead the, the majors in so many different categories you know with the ops righties lefties i mean just it's a murderer's road i'd hate to throw anybody you know any opposing pitchers especially somebody like Quantrill today but here's a question mark for the Braves Are you going to back them do you trust Soroka that's the, that's the question you have to ask yourself you know but then again that lends, lends, lends to the over if, if you lean that way with Soroka but then again you know maybe Soroka you know kind of battens down a little bit today and has, has a decent game so the only way I could even approach this game would have to be the Braves offense versus Quantrill somehow and um I'm probably not going to get there, uh, even though the numbers lend it that way. But uh, I would, I would say, you know, maybe, maybe even maybe the Guardians even present some value, you know, because like you said, they are hitting righties pretty hard, and there's some vulnerability in that number. So, you know, I wouldn't squawk if somebody came up to me and said, "Hey, you know, I would lean, I would lean with the uh, Guardians possibly first five on a plus money look." So, just for that regard, I'm going to pass on the spot. So. I would I would lean with the value maybe Guardians first five money line, and I'd stay off the total possibly. But if you lean if you lean uh, Guardians, I guess you have to lean over too. So, but I would say Guardians first five lean.
1: Yeah, it's um, this is a, a tricky card. Uh, I do think that spots are going to come become more and more available here. Yeah,
3: Joe Yurkovich says team total over four. I like that look too.
1: Guardians team total over four. I do. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, spending penny bombs liking Matt Olson, Acuna, and Josh Naylor for homers. Copy and paste that. Lakeisha Sly liking that's first five in the game we just spoke about. So let me pop this up here. All right. So uh, locked in. Locked in. Uh, Piker on Braves' run line says Cal will get hammered, and he's leaning to the over. Okay, uh, let's roll on. I'm going to stay off of this braves Guardian spot. But I did just bet that first five under five and a half. I got minus 120. I think that's going to be fives across the board. And if it's fives across the board with 90-whatever percent, the high 90s on the over, I mean, that's pretty telling to me. Uh, Old National says Braves love Mike Soroka. Sent down, they sent down two good pitchers to bring him back up. He looked excellent against Miami, minus one inning. Yeah, you know – um, I hear you old national, but there was a reason why they picked those other guys, you know, before him, uh, you know, I, I don't know what Soroka is going to give you anymore. I, I really don't. I really don't. Uh, if we want to just take a quick look at what is minor league numbers here, just before we move on. And look, I've seen Cal Quantrill shut down good lineups at home, uh, even though I don't really trust them here, but in Gwinnett, 3.31 ERA 1.14 whip. I mean, he looked good. Why did he not come up earlier? Why did he not make the team, you know, uh, out of spring training, but I hear you old national and uh, look, I'm off. I'm off the spot. So let, let's roll on here. Next spot on the board, 7:10 PM Eastern Texas Rangers at Boston Red Sox. And you know, I've, I've had some good read on, on some pitchers this year, and it's not equated to my record season long, but I I know I'm going to – I should say I know. Why. I expect to end up healthy in the black by the end of the season. And I told you guys, I, I watched John Gray. I watch him, and he just – he labors. He does not look as good as his numbers indicate. And, you know, we faded him last start, and it was a 5-3 loss, and he allowed all five earned runs. You know, he's, he's not being good. He's not being good. And uh, I wanted to back Brian Bayo. I wanted to back him bad. Uh, And here we go. Um, Sharpie says, red flag. Why is Gray's outs plus money for 16 and a half when he's been uh, 17 and a half for five straight games going three and two to the over and 60% all year? I was looking to back Gray's outs before I saw that. Wow. I I wanted to back Bayo here. I didn't know why the line was moving away from him. So let's bring in a ringer here. uh, Our star of say hey plays of the day and the producer of this very show please welcome jose Bouquet to the
0: festivities here jose how are you doing good jimmy can't complain good day yesterday but not gonna get my uh hopes up too high you know just gonna keep grinding and all that good stuff but uh we have another uh red sox rangers game to talk about my uh my two favorite squads to talk about i guess what's happening jose Hey, Raghu, nice to see you as well. Glad you're uh, doing well as well. Shout out to you, my man.
3: You got it, brother.
1: Let's talk about the weather here at Fenway. 77 Fahrenheit, 5.5 miles per hour, right to left, slightly in. That's down to 4.7 miles per hour. Oh, looks like we lost uh, Doc there. I'm sure he'll be back shortly. Let's pull up uh, the ballpark pal thoughts on Fenway and this is 0% home runs, but plus 23% doubles and triples. And this is the most expected offensive park today, a plus 15%. You have to think that's playing a role here. Nasty Nate saying very humid here today. There's like a guy AOD in the house. Uh, Turnsey says if Noah pitches Friday at Detroit, should I fade him? That's a million-dollar question, Turnsy that we'll be uh, discussing over the next 48 hours. Uh, Piker says on Red Sox money line, like you said, great regression period is underway and Bayo is legit. Yes, but why is the line moving towards... Why, oh, why are they moving? It's moving towards John Gray. So we talked about the weather being very offensive. Let's then take a look at the line history here. This is a game, you know, I wanted the Red Sox last night. I wanted the Red Sox today. First off, this total opened up at nine and it stayed at nine. Actually, excuse me, opened up at nine and a half. It opened up at nine at some offshores, uh, you know, non trusted ones. But this one opened up nine and a half at the pick 'em and it moved to 10. At 8.51 this morning, at 11.28, moved back to 9.5. So basically, we just have five cents of movement to the over. From the cash, or sorry, the line history from the money line side of things, we have Boston opening up at minus 107, and they're now at plus 101. There's just been a constant move I guess there wasn't a constant move. Late last night, there was a move towards the Red Sox, but it's gone the other way since then. So, you know, eight cents of movement towards Texas. Like, I see it. I see Gray looking vulnerable. I know he's looking vulnerable. Uh, But on the road, he's got some of the best numbers of any pitcher in the league this year. 40 and two-thirds, 4 and 1, 1.99 ERA, 33 strikeouts, 11 walks, 4 homers, 180 uh, opponents batting average. Uh, Let's pull up the cash flow for this Boston Red Sox spot. We have 61% of the tickets and 79% of the cash on Texas, so the bigger bet's placed on them. 63% of the tickets, 74% cash on the under, but we have the market moving towards the over. Uh, Gray's last start at home versus Astros. I said it. Five earned runs, seven hits. Did not look good. Good overall numbers. Brian Bale looks absolutely spectacular. I mean, who looks better than him right now? 2-0 loss at home versus Marlins last out. He was unbelievable though. One earned run over seven innings. At home, he's got a three point two four ERA, two thirty eight opponents batting average. He simply is bet on. Rangers rating two seventy eight oh nine versus righties, while the Red Sox two fifty five seven thirty one. And both bullpens have not looked good. Taking away for us here, Jose Rangers Red Sox.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. I I think the public after you know getting other dubs last night. Uh, feeling great about themselves, favorites, winning, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is a a spot today where the public gets fucking destroyed. Uh, I just feel like the books come for their money today. Uh, And I am treading lightly here because I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's been a a sketchy slate. Uh, I, I am very hesitant. I only have one bet in and is on the Nationals' first five. Only spot that I really feel great about. Uh, here, I, I plan on betting the Red Sox. I said yesterday I was gonna bet the Red Sox every game in the series uh, because I'll keep saying it. I don't think the Rangers will make the playoffs. And tomorrow's game will be a, a particularly heartbreaking or heart hurting for me, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, but John Gray, like you've mentioned as well, I, I just I don't trust him here uh brian Bayos is legit real deal i want to bet the red sox but the line's gonna keep moving towards the rangers moving towards the rangers so i'm gonna wait until my show to make it official hopefully get a good price because i don't know about you jim i saw this last night on bovada minus 120 for the red sox and i was shocked at that opening line i for sure thought the red sox would be underdogs here but then and the rangers as I've said on my show as well, frequently, the Rangers will continue to be the most public team in, in baseball. They, they, every day it's more money, more tickets. It's every day with the Rangers. Uh, so I'll wait, but I'm going to be on the Red Sox here. Uh, I probably full game money line here. Um, but the other thing is, Jim, I, I think those, those uh, totals are are interesting of the, the whole day today because like you've mentioned, there's like 99, 95, 96% spots and I, I just have a feeling that the under or that the opposite side of those big money spots are all going to hit today because of again how uh, public everything was yesterday. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah i i gotta I gotta trust you know what was so successful last year and what I still expect will be successful this year. And again, if we remember last year it was the second half of the year when I you know went off and I just. It does feel like there's sharp money on the Rangers, even though it makes no sense to me. And if that's the case, I I have to stay off, even though I I want the Red Sox first five so badly. Uh, let's hear what Ragu has to say. Ragu, if you missed it, um, the line has moved about eight cents or so in the Rangers direction. So bigger at some other books, but eight cents or so in the Rangers direction. And the Rangers have 61% of tickets and 79% of cash. Uh, also uh, I wonder if that changed. Also, there's a uh, 63% of tickets, 74% of cash on the under at nine and a half. We saw that go up to 10 for a little while. So
3: yeah, it's I, I like the under. Yeah. <clears throat> I think both these pictures uh Bayo is how you say his name. You know, all my family can't Canada. their name is Bello. So they spell it the same way. That's why I laugh every time I hear the way they say it. But anyways, um, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I'm with Jose on this, you know, I, I think a little bit a little bit of uh, when these two teams play each other, it's usually fireworks, but I think here today, I think both pitchers come back to the mean on their ERA. I think, uh, I think we see a sneaky good little under in spot here. So I had made it official, but I might come back to that before the show's out. If I get 10, uh, I'd lock it in now if, if you got 10 official. Oh,
1: there are 10s.
3: Yeah. Give me a 10. Oh, they're not
1: in. anymore. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yes. I got one at Bodog. So, the, do you have Bavada up, Jose?
0: i have muted I've, there. Yeah, I'm re- refreshing right now just to double check. It's uh, 10 minus 105 to the over, minus 115. To yeah,
1: the- that's the last 10 on the board.
3: Yeah, minus 115, 10. Yeah. Yeah, give me that. I'm not afraid of that.
1: Uh, Josh Young, home run for Spenny and RBI, so 525-155, respectively. Morgan Spooner gave us Rangers' first five, minus a half off the top. So, um, all right, so let's lock Raghu in. And Jose is waiting. So, I imagine at um, Say Hey Plays of the Day tonight, uh, we'll see if if the line is there.
0: Yeah, it'd be Um, nice. Raghu is on the
1: under 10 at minus 115. And who is your guest today for say hey place of the Day?
0: Uh, Dabby Cab joins me today. It will be a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, again, Dabby Cab's special guest hosting on Saturday, so that'll be a lot of fun. Dabby, Dabby's going to take the reins on Saturday. Him and his special guest will be a lot of. I hope having a lot of fun there. But uh, tonight, today it will be me and him, and we'll be uh, cap in the card as always. A big slate. And like I said, I think it's very tricky today. So, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a hopefully a, probably a lighter slate for uh, for us here. But uh, just be careful out there. And then, like I said, I think the the public will take uh, some beatings today, it seems, after that public day yesterday. So we'll see what happens.
3: The books like to take money around All-Star break. Trust me. They like to grab it. They like to get it all time, but especially the week before the All-Star break, tread lightly, my boy. Yeah,
1: they were good, very good to us yesterday, and that's gonna yeah, breed man. overconfidence. So
3: yeah, that's why it hit you right over the fucking head.
1: That's
0: man. why I have only one bet in. You know, I, I'm on with everyone, everyone else. Like I'm like, oh tigers look great, but I'm just like oh, I don't know, do I want to bet the tigers minus one and a half? And then uh, it's just one of those days where you just tread lightly, everyone. So be careful.
1: There he is, Jose. There's fluid on my tits, Bouquet. Uh, Spenny Bomb says, uh, talking about Young, I believe, says 307 with 41 RBIs, pretty solid. Watch him. Oh, no, he's talking about Yoshida. Yoshida, there he is. Okay. Uh, so there you have it. Ragu's moving on the under 10 minus 115. Uh, Piker's saying, trust the early line move and your gut here. I can't. I can't. I got to stick to this because – uh, then I'll start opening it up all the time, especially if I win. And I don't want to. I want it to be black and white. I, I really feel like that's the only way I can succeed in MLB. Of course, there's gonna be times where I leave money on the table, but I think it's gonna take me off of more losers, as we talked about. We talk about often. But all right, uh, Rocco says let's cash with our guy Jose. Let's move on. Seven forty p.m. Eastern. Kansas City Rose, Minnesota Twins, Target Field, Minneapolis, Minnesota. The stacks play today is in. It's Buxton over one and a half bases at plus one oh eight. 108 here all right um let's move on uh and uh Morgan Spooner says he's like in the over in the early game says Rocky's offense is all there and Altuve the only bat missing versus Anderson I didn't realize that Altuve well I'm not on the game but yeah uh Altuve not in the lineup that's a pretty it's a pretty weak lineup for the Astros interesting okay uh Let's talk about this one here. Royals, Twinkies. We will start with the weather in Minnesota. So starting with the weather in Minnesota, 76 Fahrenheit, 11.2 miles per hour, out to right center. Always is around 11.2, out to right center. Let's take a look at Ballpark, Pal. and What do they think of Target? Uh, Surprise, minus 3% homers, minus 2% runs, minus 8% doubles and triples. Um, Very interesting. Then uh, let's pull up the line history here for this spot. Royals, Twinkies, Lopez versus Marsh. We have Lopez and the Twins opening up minus 231. They're now minus 258. Just a constant move towards them since 527 p.m. yesterday. So that's a 27-cent move towards the Minnesota Twins, a big move towards the Twins. And then total-wise, this opened up. Uh, At eight and a half uh, juice to the over, and it's now eight and a half juice to the under. It's actually a big move, you know, 19 cents of movement towards the under. So big move to the under, although it has stayed at eight and a half, and, and a big move towards the Minnesota Twins. So let's see what the cash flow has to say about all of this. 75% 75% of the tickets, 92% of the cash on the Minnesota Twins market moving their direction makes sense. 53% of the tickets and 83% of the cash on the under. Again, that makes sense. The issue here for me is Alec Marsh. You know, I, um, second round pick in the 2019 draft, uh, you know, high expectations for this kid. And he's not a giant guy. Like he's, you know, he, he's you know, you see some of these pictures 6'5", 6'6" and this guy is, you know, 6'2" and supposedly not even that tall. And he had his first start of his major league career, and it, you know, didn't go well. Uh, it was uh, at home versus the Dodgers. Dodgers beat him nine three. He allowed five earned runs, two homers, five Ks. You can say that this is going to be an easier opportunity for him in AAA and AA combined this year. He went five and three with a four point six two ERA, one point five two WHIP. So not very good numbers there. Did have seventy five strikeouts and sixty two and a third down in the minors. Oliver Page joining us nice to see you DC capper on the Twinkies minus one and a half Lakeisha Sly I, taking the twins at this minus 260 price. that's a very expensive price very very expensive price for you but uh, Pablo Lopez coming off a really strong start 6 inning three it's one in run it was solo shot 6Ks and three walks Eight one win at the Orioles. Uh, you know he has struggled at times this year he looks better lately but hes struggled at home all year which is the opposite of what we're used to when he was in the Marlins uniform. 47 innings, 5.94 ERA, 60 k 16 walks, 246 opponents' batting average. Royals are hitting just 231, 648 versus Ready since June 1st, while the Twins, 243, 722 OPS. Royals bullpen uh, has been really bad, 5.82 ERA. Uh, Joe Yurkovich is on March over 4.5 Ks. Uh, spending penny bombs on Jose Miranda, RBI at plus 170. And Mike M says, I love the Twins here, but the issue with the run line is being the home team bottom of the ninth, I can't lay runs and juice. Maybe minus two a plus one hundred. I hear that. I don't. I'm. I'm less. I don't. That doesn't bother me because I, I always think you get. You know, obviously you get a bigger price on the run line with the home team than you would with a road team. And I comfortably had the Astros at minus one and a half yesterday uh, with no concerns. But I, it was plus one hundred, so there was no vig. So I get that. But I, I always hear people uncomfortable with run line home teams. I'm not one of them. Take it away for us here, big ragu Royals Twinkies.
3: That's, that's a great point. I was one of those guys that was always very uncomfortable taking a home team on the run line, but I've done it more this year so far. I mean, my record, I don't know how much of my record, I got to go back and look at the numbers. I don't have them in front of me as far as um, success goes, you know, according to show record. But anyways, long story short, I'm not afraid to lay run, run, run lines. They're playing different this year with home teams for whatever the reason. The rule changes, I think has got a lot to do with it from a couple years ago too, but uh Like you said, Marsh. You know, with these call-ups against you know the, the top top tier top tier team in, in the Central right now is is these Twins. You know, with the only team that's a plus run differential here, and uh, uh Lopez. You know, that's that's the big shocker here. Is, is he had the better outing last out? You know, he has his home struggles. Uh, small sample size against some of these guys in the lineup versus the Royals. You know had some success, not the long ball, but you know, base hits and extra bases and whatnot. But they don't always equate to run. So you, you always have to take that with a grain of salt. But putting running in the score position, you know, they are the third least team score runs in the league. They graduated from you know they they did get an improvement. Uh they were the second worst, now they're the third worst. So like you got the the Royals and I think the A's and um who's the other team that's down the bottom. But I'm still not comfortable in the run line here with because uh, with of the price. if I'm laying runs with the team you know I want to be a, like even money or, or on the plus side especially on the home side of, of the park here. so uh I don't have the comfort with with Lopez at home. I don't have the comfort with uh, the Royals putting bats on the ball so to take the total off it's a lower total I think for a game like this. so a lot of hot win for nothing. I'm passing. Yeah, I don't.
1: Um, I can understand people believing these twins I mean, bats of late, but I, I don't believe in them as a ball club. Yeah, and I don't want them at this price. But yeah, it looks
3: it's way it's way steep, steep. It Looks like Lopez
1: is turning the corner. If he has a really good start here, then you know he just probably needs to be back. Why You got to
3: measure that start. I mean, you can you can measure it in a couple different ways. You, you have to go back and watch him. You know his his. uh His pitch, you know, the way he delivers, the way he comes across the plate, you know, you can't really judge against a weaker team. But I would say this wouldn't be a big yardstick for me for Lopez. I mean, if he gets shelled, he gets hit, and, you know, he has control issues, then, you know, but if he has good control and the stuff looks decent, then, like you said, then you can go back and and put this down as a quality start for
1: him. Yeah, no, I'm right with you. I'm right with you. Uh, I'm off of Royals uh, Twinkies. Let's move on to the lone bet I made before the show started. I made it last night, and I was pretty upset that I've not beaten the line move here. Uh, I feel like I must be, I must be in trouble. Uh, I I'd, I'd like to go. I'd like to start tracking the pre, you know, the night before bets when the line doesn't move. And I bet you I have a negative ROI. The whole idea of getting in early is to, to beat these yeah. line moves. And, w- you know, the funny thing is when I bet this, the Cubs' first five at Bet365 were minus 150. They were minus 166 at Pinnacle. I really thought, and I can do this at times, catch Bet365 being lazy. I really thought that I was catching them. Now, yes, the first five is minus 160, but I took the first five minus a half at minus 120, and that has not changed. And that makes me very nervous. Uh, I back Justin Steele, I get paid. And obviously that is affecting, affecting um, the way I'm, I'm just like, I just knew I wanted Justin Steele. I just wanted to back Justin Steele. I, I watch him, he cashes, it's just clockwork. And so I'm back on Justin Steele here and I'm uncomfortable that the line is not moving. So let's uh, break this one down. Cubs, Brewers, American Family Field, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I expect the roof to be closed, but we should take a look at how hot it is uh, in Milwaukee today. Oh, we have heavy rain off the top and light rain, so the roof will definitely be closed. Okay, there we go. So roof is closed. Let's take a look at the line history here in Milwaukee. Uh, this total is been moving towards the under. Uh, this opened up at 85 uh, with juice to the over. It's now at eight and a half juice to the under. The interesting part of all this was at two fifty-six this morning, they moved it up to nine. So there, there was a move to the over with last night's action. Now it's moved to the under. So it's not as big of a slam dunk, although we can say the market's moving to the under. It's not this kind of slam dunk that, uh, that one would expect. Then from the money line side of things, the, Cubbies open up minus one forty one. They're now minus one forty four. Uh, you know they were minus one fifty three at ten oh six this morning. That would make me feel much better. You know that, that's a that's a twelve cent move. Right now we have a three cent move. That makes me nervous. Makes me very nervous. There's Millsy in the house. What up, Millsy? Uh, Morgan Spooner says great spot from after the All Star stub a snub. Excuse me, and his mentor Hendricks dealing yesterday from the other side. Yeah, I love that. I love that angle, Morgan. Uh, Darren turn it on with the first five with me. So. And, you know, we James local has it pretty much where it is right now. Let's take a look at the cash flow and please don't make me uncomfortable. I'm nervous about looking at this. Uh, you know, 68% of tickets, 64% of the cash on the Cubs, 65% of tickets and 95% cash on the over. Uh, the, you know, Justin Steele was excellent in that last start. 10-1 win at home. Uh, that was against Quantrill. Uh, and we all cashed on it. Six in the third, three it's no around six Ks, one walk. He's been fine on the road. I have no concern at all. Two point six eight ERA, you know, thirty eight strikeouts, seven walks. Uh, Hauser, I I really think that the reason why, uh, you know, Hauser is not. Uh, I don't believe the Brewers trust him at all. And we've seen guys like Jaime Barilla. uh We've seen guys sort of sort of hidden. Uh, and not put in tough situations. And, and I really I really don't believe that they trust Hauser. Uh, at home, he's only throwing 17 and a third. He has a 4.67 RA, 10 strikeouts, 8 walks. I mean, he's coming off a nice start at the Mets. And this was a guy I used to love backing at home. Uh, the Brewers are hitting lefties, 237, 715. And there you go, Mike M saying Yelich goes yard tonight, double up spot, 240 RBI and plus 600 homer. Uh, Yelich has you know fantastic numbers against lefties and you know steel being one of them but i i just keep making money off of steel and maybe it's making me uh lazy maybe it's making me cap lazy i did think i was beating a market move cubs bullpen has been out pitching the brewers bullpen but here i am uh, this was the only bet i had coming into the show cubs first five minus half minus 120 take it away doc cubbies brew crew
3: yeah if you want, if you want to back steel on some type of a uh, pitcher prop they're making it real expensive to do that yeah, he's averaging about one k per uh, his his splits look really good, you know, with that record, obviously. But his his weaker number, if you want to call it weak, is uh, night games on the road. You know, it's like um, it's just under four, like three seven six ERA. So, and then I think Hauser's number is like up in the four. So maybe maybe that total is a good look um, on the over. But I, my first look when I looked at this thing, I was peeling it back. I was I, was, I thought like you said, Hauser. As you say in Canada, Hoser, right? <laughs> he, uh I think his numbers are a little misleading. I think you know he, like you said, I don't think the trust is there with the uh, with the brew crew for him. Uh, I think the I think the bats would be better for the uh, Cubs side on this spot here, and the run line. I'm not going to particularly get involved with that one because I think if if Hazard does have a decent game steals and steel and does you know play back to the middle like he should you know we could be looking at a sneaky first five under here but I think over is probably full game I think over is a play but sneaky first five under if that makes any kind of sense but I was pushing pulling both ways on this spot I couldn't come to a conclusion so I just I just stood away and you do have uh the Cubs you know they're three three either three and seven in the last ten. They got a one-game one-one streak, you know, where the Brewers have won like seven out of the last ten games they play. But this is probably a steal spot, like you said. You maybe I wouldn't say call it lazy, just probably keep it simple for your benefit, you know, the way you cap steal and you've been successful with them. So, you know, but like I say, around All Star break, a lot of stuff goes crazy, and uh, this is a spot here that I uh, leaned first five under, but got away from it. So uh, it's a pass for me. We have a
1: pass. Uh, Jared Young, Homer, and Ribby for Spenny Penny Bombs. Morgan Spooner says if Nico leads off, he'll double down on this game. Says he expects to see Wisdom at third today, which is downgrade defensively, but you get a heavy top-loaded Cubs lineup. Darren turning on the Cubs, first five. I like it. Uh, and Troy saying Steele is the best lefty in the league. I just, I wish I'd beaten the line move by, you know, 10 cents. I'd be sitting here counting my cash. Uh that's the I have a concern, you know, uh with but I got the cuts first five minus half, minus one twenty. All right, let's move on. Uh this game I can't wait to watch. And Piker says he'll grab the eight and a half under minus one oh seven over at Barstool. Let's go. 810 PM Eastern. Toronto Blue Jays, Chicago, White Sox. We're at guaranteed rate field. There's our guy BJ in the house. Great to see you, man. Uh Lance Lynn. Over five and a half strikeouts at minus 125 for Rocco Rogers and DC Capra on Milwaukee, plus 130. Look, I, I get the implied probability side of things, but, uh, and, and I, I would love to not have to take the minus a half. And, you know, uh, the first three was minus 155, first five, minus 150. I actually thought about it, even though it probably shouldn't have been. But let's talk here Blue Jays, White Sox. What a ball game! yesterday a guaranteed rate field it's funny uh, they were taught so the rogers center which was the sky dome was built in like i what like 89 or so uh, 89 90 something like that and then then guaranteed rate field was built right after and what sh- horrible ballparks now they've they've made guaranteed rate field better they've they've renovated and fixed it and same with Toronto. but just horrific then all of a sudden the next ballpark to be built was camden and Camden changed everything. Everybody wanted to build it just like Camden Yards. Camden Yards completely changed everything. What a gorgeous ballpark that is. But these two ballparks back-to-back built are just awful. Awful. All right, Barrios versus Lance Lynn. Let's break this down. Billy Fierce says, yep, Joe Kelly loses another game for the Sox. He did not look good out there, and we needed, uh, we needed that uh, Jack from... Vladdy Jr. badly. That was a two-round jack to give the Jays a 4-3 lead. And Troy saying guaranteed great right Both. Uh, I'd rather go to games that guaranteed great right field than fucking Roger Center. But then it says that Jays' game was electric. A big Vladdy then Romero dominance. We needed Jordan to strike out the side, get some confidence. But here we go. White Sox, Blue Jays here. Let's talk about the weather. And there's a rain issues here. Uh, I'm not sure. You know what? Let's just go back to the actual Chicago weather report and see if if – they think this game will go. Chicago weather. So, if anybody's in Chicago right now, so we could let us know. Scattered thunderstorms start around two, and thunder showers and, and showers chance. So, this game may not go. So, keep that in mind that this game may not go. Uh, it is. Where is he? Here we go. It is 87 Fahrenheit. Feels like 92. It's sticky. Nine miles per hour in, and then it becomes out. Winds all over the place. Obviously, we're dealing with rain. Here we have guarantee rate deal, plus 31% home runs, plus minus 19 doubles and triples. So it's just plus 8% overall. Uh, then uh, Deshaun G saying 74% chance of rain. DC cappers on the over here. Uh, Brios versus Lance Lynn. Let's take a look at the line history. Uh, this opened up, this total uh, opened up at 9. It's moving to the over. It opened up at 9. At minus 105 to the over, now minus 117. So 12 cent move to the over. And let's take a look at uh, the total here. Oh, sorry, the money line for Barrios versus Lance Lynn. This opened up with the Blue Jays at minus 116. They're minus 115 right now. So there's been no movement. They did get as high as minus 124, low as minus 111. But uh, there's been no movement. No movement on the side and a 12 cent move to the over. We'll pull up the cash hello here, see what they are saying. They're saying 62% of the tickets and 94% of the cash on the Blue Jays. 94% of cash on the Blue Jays and no movement. 75% of tickets and 90% cash on the over. I wish uh, this was not a rain game because I think Brios is laboring. I don't think he looks as good uh, as he's been uh, to start the year. And you know, that's all. I just don't think he's good. Uh, Vital said sharps are on White Sox, if that matters. I know why they are. And it's because the Jays simply don't have the left handed bats to hurt Lance Lynn. If Weather wasn't involved here, I would back the White Sox and I would back Lance Lynn, who's coming off a bad start at the Angels. Look, Lance Lynn gets lit up by the Angels every time he goes up against them, they have left handed bats that hurt him. We don't have left handed bats in this lineup. So, uh, with all saying that, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the hell's going to happen with the rain here. Demetrius says, sunny here as of now. Love that city there in Demetrius. Uh, Jay's first righty since June 1st, 249, 732, OPS. White Sox aren't hitting him either, 237, 18. It's just Robert Jr. or Robert, whatever you want to call him. It's just, he's the only guy in the lineup. I mean, look at Berger out there. I mean, Burger has four singles since June first. I mean, yeah, he's hitting jacks, but this offense for the White Sox is not humming. But I think they can win this. Uh, spending penny bombs on Gavin Sheets, Homer, Alfreds on the Jays says Lance will be spent in this heat. I used to think that. Remember, I used to sit, talk about you know how sweaty his giant tits were going to be, and i have not really. I think he's handled it pretty well. Uh, you know. I think the rain's going to keep me off of this, but I think the White Sox are very live first five, very very live. Take it away for us here, Doc. Jays, White Sox.
3: Yep, yeah, I agree with your uh, your Barrios. Look, uh, his best his best uh, division record is against the AL Central. So you know, and we know what, like you said, we said the American League East teams have have uh, feasted outside their division, but. Particularly, uh, Berrios has had better successes against this this division here. But uh, of late, you know, I can't speak of. But I think he's like three and one on the year as a whole. But um, and I looked at some of the pitching props here. Like Berrios' numbers are pretty high. It, uh, actually, uh, Lynch' numbers pretty high. He was with a, with a uh, like six and a half, and Berrios' numbers lower than that, but it's juiced way way up. But he's averaging about one k per inning here so if you get six you know you you, you might get there his numbers like I said at five and a half but as far as the, as far as the total goes you know both 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 sides i think nine is probably the right number i think it's a, it's a sharp number um if you you if you go look at the splits on these guys i think you know we'll see we'll see very close you know you'll probably see like a like a 5-4 type game or 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 6-3, somewhere, somewhere in that round. But who's going to come out on top? See, that's, that's where the problem lies for me. So I, I went back and forth with this one. Um, I didn't want to get well with the run line. You know, like I said, both teams are about 500, above 500 of late. You know, Jays are in a better division with a winning record, not so much for the uh, Sox. So I, I agree. I think the Sox are live with, with Cease on the bump here early on. But longer term, you know, I would just say, the weather conditions, you know, I, I would lean like towards that sharp number, maybe towards the under uh, spot early on, but late in the game, you know, it could creep over. So, I'm uh, I think the better bats are with with the uh, with the Jays here. Whether they get the lead early is, is the question mark. So I couldn't pull the trigger on either side. So I, le- I lean first five under, but I I lean with the I lean with the Jays too full game, but um, I'm not going to get to the window with it. So it just lean first five under. Jays you know
1: I, I wish this game was going because uh, I would I would bet the White Sox first five with a ton of confidence it's just not the right matchup I mean look what happens when Lance Lynn faces you know teams of the weak lefties he throws 16 strikeouts
3: yeah well, that, that explains why his numbers way up there
1: there <laughs> so the lefties are hitting 345 with a 1.054 OPS against him. So who's going to do that? Is Kiermaier going to get after him? I mean, I'm sure Belt and Varsho are going to be dangerous, but. um, uh, And uh, Mike M says, even if it wasn't 1800 spit, he'd still fade Lance in his tits. Look, I get it. Uh, spending penny bombs on Varsho and Kiermaier. Why not Belt? Thought belt looked great yesterday. Uh Why not belts, Benny? I'm gonna copy and paste that. So the pimp slot play days Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I I think that the uh, the Blue Jays need to sweep this series after getting swept by the Red Sox. And but I I, I really think that Lance Lynn is going to have a ah str- str- oh, God. I, okay, I, I'm not going to bet this after the show. I want to really have an idea of what the weather is going to be. Um, 'Cause I, I do not want to stop and start. So but I, I like White Sox first five. I think that the uh, Brios is um Mal says Lance gonna get smoked, Jimmy. Look, I, I I prefer spots like this when everybody's on the other side. You know, I, I don't I, I don't I don't find my ROI that strong when we're all agreeing. So, you know, you you guys can jump all over uh Lance Lynn getting smoked here. You know, while we do this, let's even, um, let's just go batter versus Lancelin because we know he's going to have a lot of history against all these guys. So let's pull it up. Uh, let's pull it up here. And, um, you know, I, I, I also look, you guys know I kind of like Lancelin, I kind of like the Bulldog, I, I kind of like, uh, you know, his cockiness and bravado here. So that's a problem. I don't like when I you know when when that kind of blinds me, but here let me. Where the hell is this Jays game? Sorry, came the wrong one. Came up. Um, here we go. Oh, God, sorry you guys. Uh, here we go. Blue Jays uh, matchups here. And again, I if, if the weather is bad, but look look at what these guys numbers are against Burrios. Tim Anderson hitting two eighty two against him. Benatendi three seventy. Burger three thirty three. Jimenez three forty six. Vaughn, 333, Sheets, 300. And then the only guys that smash, well, Springer's hitting 294 against them, but it's just the left-handed bats. Like, look, Vladdy's hitting 200. Now, Bobo, 286, but, you know, Vladdy, you know Vladdy and Bobo with 29 at bats and no homers and two RBIs. Chapman's hitting 100 against them. I mean, do you even want Chapman in a lineup? So it's just the left-handed bats you need to worry about. So, uh, I'd like to be able to bet this here. And um, uh, Sharpie says, I don't think this game goes today. And if it does, man, uh, all these uh, props scream trap. So, all right. uh, And Justin McAfee says, I think my White Sox first off yesterday was a day early. says, want to go back to it today. Uh, So do I. But this is fun. It's fun when we're not on the exact, you know, same side and all that stuff. So, um, if you guys are fading Lance Lynn and you're right, you know, I'll be watching and I'll be pissed off. So, at least you guys know that uh okay let's move on i want white Sox first five and i just want to wait a little bit for weather 8 40 p.m eastern next up for us los angeles angels 45 43 22 and 23 on the road at san diego padres 40 and 46 22 and 22 at home petco park at san diego california i i think i i think that we'll never be able to fade otani with as much confidence as we did yesterday i, I don't know if we'll ever get that uh, opportunity again uh, ever it was great It was absolutely great. And now the Angels are self-destructing. And I hate it for our friend Wine Time Sports, but I love it for my underbed on the Angels season win total. And I love saying, you know, they're going to break down like they do every year and to watch them do it. Rendon got hurt yesterday too. Maybe that will help them getting Rendon off the field. Let's start with the weather. And look at these Padres fans, man. They're still selling out every game. Even their team is a bunch of sellouts. We have 67 Fahrenheit, 8.9 miles per hour, left to right, slightly in, dies down to 7.5 miles per hour. Let's take a look at the weather here at Petco. Plus 4% homers, minus a 9 doubles and triples, and minus 3% runs. So let's pull up the line history here for this one. I mean, every time the Padres win, they look good doing it, and you're like, God, this team's going to go on a run. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Padres opened up minus 171. They're now minus 175. They got up to minus 184. Only four cents of movement towards the Padres. Uh, Then we'll move over to the total. You know, in in other sports, other team sports, and, you know, I don't believe baseball is a team sport. Uh, In other team sports, there's injuries, and they come together. They rally together. I don't see that as much in baseball. Uh, This total opened up at 9. Within 30 minutes was at 8.5. And And then this morning got down to 8. Bounce from eight and a half to eight. It's sitting at eight and a half right now, just to the under. So we have a very slight move to the Padres. We have a move to the under. Let's take a look at the cash flow and see if it will give us confidence to pull the trigger on something. 34% of the tickets and 84% of the cash on the Angels. Wow. Wow. 66% of cash and 86% of tickets and 87% cash on the over. And yet yeah, it's moving to the under. Wild. Uh, I don't think Otani's going to play North Ender, but I don't know about that. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, Vital says Padres have their own problems, but at minus 180, no thank you. Can't find an angle that makes sense with this juice. That's completely fair. And Billy Friedrich says, talk about breaking down. Sandoval had a terrible June. I think it continues here. Padres first five. Sandoval got lit up at home by the White Sox. Uh, That was against Lance Lynn in the last start. Sandoval, 4.57 ERA, 1.49 whip. He's not looked good. He did look good in Kansas City for one start, but he's back. They're looking bad. He's been much better on the road than he's been at home, though. 3.76 ERA, 238 opponents batting average. Seth Lugo uh, has looked good since coming back from the IL. Uh, Nice start at the Reds. Didn't allow an earned run over six innings. 3.59 ERA, 1.27 whip. He's been worse at home than the road, but I think the sample size is too small. Angels, 261, 827 versus righties. Uh, Padres, 256, 792 versus lefties, and both bullpens have been bad. Eric Jones looking at the under here. Says so Angels are 1-8 and eight to the under here. Also, uh, when, as a away team, coming off three overs. Billy Friedrich says, Sandoval giving up 4.2 runs per start in his last five home starts. And Chris commentini saying the Padres hit lefties hard. They do. Take it away for us here, Doc. Angels, Padres.
3: Yeah, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of push and pull here again. Uh, Lugo's uh, last three, I guess they're winless with the pods, with him on the bump. And that's that's a low number, but you know you got to attribute that to possibly the Angels lineup, or uh, you know being a little less potent here, and then also you know maybe they say, hey, Sandoval is going to throw a good game here, you know, just hold the Padres down because you would think that the Padres would smash in this spot here, you know, just like you said, they look great. You think they turn the corner, and then all of a sudden they shit the bed. So I don't trust I don't trust either team in this spot here, you know, just just because of the fact, you know. I'm not sure about Sandoval. I'm not going to be sure about the Angels' lineup. So you know, as far as you know, playing into a total, you know, that kind of pulls me off of everything. And then, and then being winless the last three with Lugo coming up, you know, coming coming back. So uh, this this game is going to be a pass for me. I'm going to stay off totally.
1: Yeah, you know, the Angels' role players are not succeeding, but they do have a lot of character and. They're sharp money on the Angels. I just don't want to go up against. Yeah, they,
3: them. I mean they, they are still alive for the wild card. You know they're just. I think they're in the mode of like, hey, let's get to the break. Let's not let's 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 uh let's keep damage control down. Let's get to the break. Let's get some rest. Let's get some players back. I mean they're gonna play obviously, but you know they're kind of like you know one of these teams. You know these big money teams. Or these, not even these big market teams, but these teams that these playoff bound teams that they just try to hold water. So they can turn around and get healthy and then kind of make a run. So I think that's where the angels are at right now. They're they're forcing their hand right here at this instance. So I think, you know, it's not a team that you really want to get behind. But at the same time, you know, they, like you said, some of the characters come, the players come through and clutch times and win. So this could be a dangerous spot for either team. You know, I, I couldn't get to the window. I don't trust the Padres and I don't trust the angels here in this spot. So.
1: I'm with you. Uh I, I do not feel comfortable here. Mally Mal says Seth Lugo hates seeing this dude on the mound. Completely never know what you get from him. Yeah. And the Mets didn't want him. And he was uh, you know, at a nice price point, and they still didn't want him. Let's move on. 9.05 05 p.m. Eastern. We have three games left on the card before we get into WNBA and NBA Summer League action. Uh our man Billy Brisbane joining us. He's got action on WNBA and Summer League. Uh, let's go to Seattle Manors, 42 and 42, 18 and 22 on the road at San Francisco Giants, 46 and 40, 23 and 21 at home. at Oracle Park in San Francisco, California. Tommy Malone back in the majors. God, is this how is this guy not 40 something? He's 36. How am I seven years older than Tommy Malone? I, I just couldn't <laughs> believe that. I was uh Tommy Malone back in the majors. And this is the perfect ballpark for him. Uh, you know, perfect ballpark. 59 Fahrenheit, 13.3 miles per hour to left center, stays between 13.3 and 30. Despite that, it's minus minus 33 percent home runs, minus 11 percent runs here, and Tommy Malone's capable of getting soft contact here, very capable. And Alex Cobb is being unbelievably good at home, so this is a very, very, very interesting spot here, and I wanted to talk it out before I bet it. First off on the money line these uh giants opened up minus 149 they're now minus 168 so 19 cents of movement to the san francisco giants 19 cents of movement to the giants then we go to this total this total opened up at eight and a half and dropped to eight at 9 only at eight fifteen a.m so dropped to eight and nine thirty five. back to eight and a half back to eight say eight and a half and it's funny with it dropping to eight, three or four times, you'd think this market had moved to the under. But right now it hasn't. It's six cents of movement to the over, which is interesting. A DC capper on San Francisco minus one half and the over eight and a half. Let's take a look at the cash flow here. We have 34% of the tickets and 86% of the cash on the Mariners. The books are showing no concern. The market moving you know, heavily towards the Giants. Then you have 70% of tickets and 64% of cash on the over. 70 and 64 on this over. Rocco Rogers says, figuring out how to back Cobb here, probably first five. A uh, Tommy Malone made one start in April. And uh, it was fine. It was decent. You know, this guy gets soft contact. I mean, he also can get lit up when you face his teams that hit lefties, but the Giants don't have a ton of power versus lefties. They hit lefties okay, 269 average, but just 717 OPS since June 1st. Uh, It's better than the Mariners hitting righties. But Tommy Malone had one start. It was at home. It was against the Rockies. Went four and two-thirds, allowed one earned run, solo shot, three Ks and two walks. Then he goes down to the minors, and he's been solid enough there, three and one with a 4.47 ERA, 1.25 whip. Has uh, 46 strikeouts, 18 walks, and 50 in a third. He has allowed 12 jacks. I mean, when you can get on him, you can destroy him. But he gets a ton of soft contact. And look at Cobb's numbers at home. 37 and two-thirds, 1.43 ERA. He's allowed one home run at home. Mariners versus Redis, 223, 708 OPS. Giants versus Lattie. I went over that already. Mariners' bullpen looks bad right now. 5.2 ERA. Only Munoz is the only guy you can trust. Uh, coming out of that pen right now. Take it away for us here, Doc. Uh, look, I'm interested in this first five under. I, I think Malone can do enough in this big ballpark. Um, but, I, you know, you can't bet an under with Tommy Malone on man, with a ton of confidence, but I, I kind of like it. Take it away for us here, well,
3: Mariners. You think, what about this angle? If you think Malone's going to throw a pretty good, you know, first five, you know, saying that, you know, he gives up soft contact. And then also – you know, with um with uh, what uh with Cobb having his last four having, you know, they have won all four of those stores, but he only got credit with one win. So it tells you he's playing in tight games here. I mean, I think a half a run looks good for the uh, Mariners in the first five with a low price. You know, I think uh, that was that was my look actually. I I, I like the uh, I like the M's getting a half a run in the first five at, at a, like a minus one oh five. I think I think it's gonna go a long way. I think with that eight hanging there, you know, first five is going to play into the uh, a close game early on. So, so I'll take the M's and Malone getting a half a run.
1: Yeah, I get it. Uh, and Joey on the Mariners team total over three and a half. I, I get it yeah. completely. Let's see what. I,
3: you get I, that, just three. because of the total, you know, with the eight, and you know, just you know, the Triple A call up. You know, he's he's pretty decent down there. You know, Cobb, like you say. You only getting credit with the one win, and and even though they won the last you know four games when he was on the bump, I think the, and the M's are capable. I think uh, I think there is some good contact against Cobb too. If you look at some of the uh, key hitters in the lineup versus Cobb, they have some some success against them. So if they only got to just put like one or two runs up early on, I think uh, I think they, I was thinking about the money line, but I said you know what, I think it's a pitcher's duel early on. Let me take the half run, and put that in my pocket. Yeah, and you're
1: going to get a decent price here, plus a half, plus 104 at Pinnacle. Yeah. So it sticks with like your that. plus money line. So let's lock that in for you. Uh, Ragu is on the Mariners' first five, plus a half at plus 104. Uh, I want the first five under, but with Malone, you, you – You know, if you use the eye test, I mean, what's he throw? 86 miles an hour? If you use the eye test, he looks bad, and you know that they're just champing at the bit to face him a second time. So uh, this first five is at four and a half. I want to see what this first three is at. First three under two and a half at minus 115. That is what I am going to do here. Let me just go over the cash flow once more. Uh, what's uh, So we have 29 and 35 on the under. It's at 8 right now, bet 365. I'm going to do this. So I'm going to be on the Seattle-San Francisco first three under 2.5, a, a minus 1, 15. Cash this yesterday in the White Sox-Jays game. My first threes have been very strong. And uh, Mally Mal grabbing the over 8 of this one. I get it. Uh, I like it. All right, uh, let's move on. Oh, it's spending penny months on Lamont Wade, uh, RBI at plus 185. Let's copy and paste that, as well as Joe Yurkovich's action. Uh, Joe is on the Mariners team, total over three and a half. Eric Jones on the over in this one. All right, so let's lock this in. And here we go. Um, uh north ender says looks looks to be heading up you might get a better number later over eight minus 125 now bet 365 you know what i i think that that's all based on the mariners bullpen struggles and like look what what do we see on monday uh monday i cashed the first five under three and a half easily seven runs were scored in the ninth inning uh, easily i shouldn't say that it was a uh, you know the three runs were scored in the five i, I was very thankful to catch the first five hundred three. half. but then seven runs were scored in the ninth inning. The Mariners' bullpen is not to be trusted, and I think that's going to be part of the reason why the total will go up. I don't think the first five total will change that much, but I don't want the lineup to see Malone a second time. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if you know, they bring in a pit. Uh, they, they bring like Malone only goes two and a half innings or something. Yeah. Okay, uh, but Raghu and I are locked in. Uh, So is Spenny, Penny Moms, Lamont Wade, RBI, Joe Yurkovich, Mariners, team total over 3.5. Ragu's on the Mariners, first five plus a half. And I'm on Seattle, San Francisco, first three under two and a half. All right, let's go. Two games left on today's card. Before we get into basketball, New York Mets, 39-46, and 19-27 on the road. At the Arizona Dimebacks, 15-36, 24-21 at home at Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. Kodai Senga going up against Tommy Henry. We thought Kodai Senga was going to pitch yesterday. Instead, it was Scherzer, who did not look very good. We know the roof will be closed, so let's go into the line history here. We'll start with the full-game money line, see what we are dealing with uh, here. We have the Diamondbacks opening up at minus 109. Oh, excuse me. There's been a huge move to them. God, I didn't realize this. Diamondbacks opened up at plus 109. They're now minus 110. 19 cents of movement to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Let's go over to this total. This total opened up uh, at nine and a half. Oh, shoot, that sports interaction. I want Pinnacle. Sorry, go over to Pinnacle. This total opened up at nine and a half as a pick em, Five cents of movement on the under. Five cents of movement on the under. Okay, so let's see what the cash has to say about this. This huge move to the Diamondbacks. 69% of the tickets and 90% of the cash on the Diamondbacks, and they've gone from road to favorite. Then 41% of tickets, 54% of uh, money on the under. Uh, Senga, last start at home, 5-2 loss versus the Brewers. He went five innings, allowed two and runs. He's looked bad or worse, let's say much worse on the road. 3-3, 4.58 ERA, 44 Ks, 24 walks and five homers, 247 opponents batting average. Tommy Henry starting to pitch really well, you know, taking that opportunity that, uh, was open when Bumgarner got dumped. Five and two-thirds for its one and run. It was a solo shot, AK's 2-walks, 6-2 win at the Angels, and the Angels hit lefties decent. 4.08 ERA, 1.35 whip on the year, but those numbers are getting better. At home, he's been better than he's been on the road. One and one with 3.50 ERA. Just 22Ks and 13 walks, but he's been pitching better and better. Mets aren't hitting lefties, 214, 701 OPS. Diamondbacks are hitting righties, 269, 803. And the Diamondbacks have a bullpen advantage. I mean... If you think Tommy Henry is a better pitcher or online with Kodai Senga, Senga, everything else seems to be pointing in the direction of the Diamondbacks. Is Raghu pointing in the direction of the Diamondbacks? Take it away, Raghu, Mets, Diamondbacks.
3: I'm pointing in the direction of Diamondbacks, but I'm pissed off. I missed the move. <laughs> so uh, that's that's kind of keep me off a little bit, but I don't want to chase uh, the end of a rocket, you know, catch a burning end. But, it's, you know what, it's, it's really not that big of a price regardless, however you look at it. But, yeah, Henry's been great, you know, I mean – a little higher, all right. You know, 4, 408, which is not bad. You know, just average league average. But they went. You know, they just they put runs up. So maybe look. Maybe look here would be like a team total for the for the D backs, because the Mets they don't hit lefties. You know, they struggle to hit just barely above two hundred, and then Henry's been really, really good. So uh, I would look maybe have a look towards a uh, team total for the D backs. I think uh, Sanga even though his numbers are decent. He's pitching better of late too, you know, but he's still under four, so it's a five hundred pitcher. But you know, Arizona at home has been pretty good, and they hit righties pretty well at home too. So I would look towards a team a lean, not not a play. a lean towards a Arizona team total over because I, I missed that move at the plus money, so I, that puts me off the game. Also, there's fifteen
1: cents of difference at Bet three sixty five on Arizona full game compared to first five. Arizona first five is minus one hundred five full game minus 120 I'm surprised at that that's um that makes me nervous to back yeah the Diamondbacks here wow wow wow, wow. Well, good
3: good look there Jim
1: that's uh that is mean, certainly not going to be a double up spot with that uh do you want to look at the team total do you want me to look at the team total over for the Diamondbacks? backs are we gonna yeah, look be go? interested the team total for the Diamondbacks, backs uh four and a half minus 108 I'll pass all right I huh I can minus one twenty. I'll have to see what Bet Online's offering, because uh, I can't I'm like Ragu, I can't take that market move. I can't be this late on this spot. I chase
3: once in a while, but this today not not so much.
1: Well what I would do is if I was chasing, is I would take the minus one. You know, still get a plus line out of it and then push if they yeah, win by run.
3: True. That might have been um, bad look. So
1: I'm going to look into this a little more and see if I can get a better line at uh, a couple of the books. I, I didn't,
3: you know, when I came into this card, I have a few more plays that I anticipated. If I didn't have as many plays, I would have probably, you know, maybe went for the minus one or the team total. But I don't, I think Arizona's capable of putting, you know, five, five spot up here, but I don't want to, I don't want to bet on it. And but the, I think they, they can do it. The
1: bookie buster. Uh, play of the day from DC Cappers Arizona Money Line minus 115. Alright, let's talk about the final game on our board here before we move on to WNBA and NBA Summer League. Pittsburgh Pirates of Los Angeles, Dodgers, Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Pittsburgh 18 and 24 on the road. Dodgers 25-16 and at home. Pirates coming off a big win last night predicted by our Lamont Williams. Let's take a look at the Weather here at Chavez Ravine, 65 Fahrenheit, 9.4 miles per hour, out to right field, stays between 9.4 and 7.6. Pull up Ballpark Pal and see what their thoughts are uh, at Dodger Stadium. Plus 7% home runs, minus 4% runs. Let's pull up the line history here for our final game on the board. We'll start with the money line. With Miller and the Dodgers, they're sitting at minus 2. Uh, oh, they opened at 235. They're now at minus 250. So 15 cents of movement to the Dodgers. Let's take a look at the uh, total here. We have it opening up at 9 minus 107. It's now 9 minus five. So no movement on the total. 15 cent move towards the Dodgers. Let's take a look at the cash flow. 18% of the tickets and 89% of the cash on the Pittsburgh Pirates. They always seem to play well against these Dodgers. 23% of the tickets and 58% of cash on the under, but no movement. But I guess that's because there's so much public money on the over, um, but sharp money on the under. Uh, We have Osvaldo Beto going up against Bobby Miller. Uh, Beto coming off an ugly start at home versus the Brewers. They don't trust Beto. We can go over his numbers in the minors. Uh, Bobby Miller, on the other hand, has struggled at home for whatever reason. Really nice starts on the road, but even last start on the road, you know, he started out so well, and he's looked a little—it's been a little tougher form of to late. Uh, at home, though, five point eight two ERA, opponents hitting two sixty two against them. Pirates are hitting just two thirty six fifty eight versus righties, but they have Reynolds back. Dodgers hitting two fifty two seven forty one versus righties. This is all from June first, and the Pirates bullpen being bad, five point two five ERA. So is the Dodgers at four point four six ERA since June first. Take it away for us here, Doc. Last game on the board, Pirates-Dodgers.
3: You're, you're right about these Pirates. They're pesky to these uh, Dodgers, it seems like, every time they, they meet up with them, especially when they uh, cross-country play on the West Coast. But I think, uh, you know, Beto's definitely fade material here. Miller, Miller you know, Miller's numbers, they're, they're, they're decent. You know, But I guess uh, the question is, what do you think uh, Pittsburgh's capable of doing? Because we're looking at, a, what, hanging a nine on this game here? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at what like a six three type, type of game for, for the Dodgers if they get there. So I think the team total for Pittsburgh's like three and a half. So I think I think he's hittable though. I think Miller's Miller's hittable and I think Pittsburgh swings, they're you know, they're a dangerous team with the bats. They can put they can put cricket numbers up. They do it more often than not. So I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a plunge on this. I'm gonna take the uh, the Pirates on a shorter number, three and a half to get over that number. And I'm getting some plus money here. So give me the Pirates to get to Miller and put some numbers on the board. The team total over three and a half.
1: Jack Rosenblatt rolling with you on this team total. Plus 106. Yeah. All right, lock that in for Doc. Ragou That's on for the, the night cap. Pirates. Team total over three and a half. Plus 106. You know, I like that. Um Not only are the Dodgers bullpen... You know, being weak, but not only is that happening, but also um, they're taxed. They're yeah. a tired, tired bullpen as well. Uh, the dude who blew the save last night, that was his third consecutive appearance. Uh, let me see what I'm getting here. I'd be very interested to see what I would be offered. I mean, I'll look at line too, but here at Bet 365 minus 110
3: on that team total. Uh, I like that team total. Yeah, I don't trust the Dodgers, but I know Beto's fake material, but the Dodgers, if you look at what their run production, it's not what, it, what it's what it been over the you know past few years. They're a little down on production offensively, but I mean, like I say, Beto's fake material, but I like that look on the Pirates better. I think they can, I think Miller would be vulnerable in the, in the bullpen too, so. And Bino's
1: numbers than. were a little better than I remembered it in Indianapolis. For some reason, I thought they were ugly, but they're not that bad. Um, I, I think what happened was um, I think I got uh, tied into uh, – even his Dominican numbers were good in the Winter League. He is a Dominican kid. But 4.55 uh, ERA, 1.30 WHIP in Indianapolis this year. Not, I, for some reason, I thought they were worse numbers than that. Yeah. Uh, I like that. I,
3: uh, Piker on the full game over nine.
1: Uh, I like. I like that. I'd like. That. I'm gonna get involved.
3: I'm gonna get involved with that. His, right. Miller's numbers over the last 15 and a third: nine point three nine ERA.
1: Yeah, hey, it has not looked good. All right, let's review all action, uh, Doc. And and if you want to add anything, just tag me on Twitter. I'll retweet it. Uh, but yeah. tell me if you want to add anything here. This is all action here. Uh, let's roll. So, first off, we stayed off of Rockies Astros. Uh, Spenny's on the Kyle Tucker homer and RBI, Amalie Mal tying France 4Ks and the Astros, uh, first five over as well. So, then, uh, Raghu is on the Tigers minus one and a half, minus 106. I'm gonna look more at that spot. Uh, Spenny looking at Max Muncy home run as well. So, then. Ron Crawford spreadsheet play today's Tampa Bay minus one plus one sixteen. Razor gave us the Phillies money line plus one twenty. I'm off that spot. So is Doc. Cardinals Marlins. We are off. The gift from TJ's the Yankees plus one ten. Razor also gave us the Yankees. Raghu is also on the Yankees team. Total over four and a half. At this point. At this point, the Randy Vasquez question marks are going to keep me off. The hip-to-be-square play today is in Houston and Minnesota at plus 108. Thank you for sharing that with us, Mikey. Copy and paste that. Get that right there. All right, so then as we roll through, I tailed this first five under five and a half in Cincinnati, Washington. I wanted to bet it immediately. I had a feeling like it was going to go drop. Uh, even though all the money's uh, on the over, but it's still available right there. Under 5.5, minus 120. Thank you, AOD, my man. Uh, so, first 5, under 5.5. Uh, Raghu got the minus 116. I'm on the minus 120. Uh, the Ribeye play today from my M. Spencer Steer, plus 175. And Spenny also on the Steer, Homer, and RBI prop. Oh, and by the way, uh, Stimmy OG is on the Nationals' money line and the Blue Jays' money line. So, uh spenny penny bombs has matt olson acuna and Naylor for homers uh londo has soroka to have four or more strikeouts not land to win a plus 200 but i'm off the braves guardians game ragu's on the under 10 in texas boston spenny's on josh young home run plus 525 in rbi plus 155 morgan spooner on the rangers first five minus a half at 115 stacks play of the day is buxton for over one half bases plus 108 and royals twins we are off that one I'm on the Cubs first five, minus a half, minus 120. I'm nervous that the line hasn't moved in that direction. Spending penny bombs on Jared Young, Homer, plus 500. And Weimer, Homer, plus 650. And Mike Ems on Yelich to go yard, a double up spot. 240 RBI, plus 600, Homer. I want the White Sox first five. I really do. I think this is a perfect lineup for him to face, but I'm going to take a little bit more time on it. Spending penny bombs on Varsho, Homer, Kiermaier, RBI, Vaughn, RBI, Gavin Sheets, Homer. And the pimp slap play today is the Toronto Blue Jays. Cash for the yesterday going back to the well. Rocco Rogers moving on Lance Lynn over 5.5 Ks. Angels, Padres, we stayed off. Ragu's on the Mariners, first 5 plus a half plus 104. I'm on the first 3 under, 2.5 minus 115. Spending penny bombs on Lamont Wade, RBI plus 185, and Joe Yurkovich on the Mariners, team total over 3.5. And then I'm interested in the Diamondbacks. DC Capper bookie buster play the days, the Diamondbacks. Ragu's on the Pirates team total over three and a half, and I'm tailing him on that one. Anything else that you
3: would like to add to the card, Doc? Did you get me uh, on the Yankees at plus one-on-one on the money line?
1: I did, Yep. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. That, that's it. That's enough
1: uh it is so great to be back in action with you yeah. i know that you've begun your study for college football uh this is also our first year champion of our nfl pub hub and last year i believe you came third i want to say third uh, behind the bobano and, and spenny but you were right there uh as always what a great capper you are my friend thank you for making the time for us it means oh, so much man. to us
3: anytime uh, i got time count me down put, put my watch in I to love hang it out with you guys. I missed Jose's show Sunday because I had some shit come up, but I'll be back on with him shortly. And then, of course, you know, always check out what we got going on at, down the hall at Who Banging.
1: Uh, love, of course, yeah. You're a big part of Who Banging. Absolutely. And please follow Ragu on Twitter at BigRaghu62. ragu 62 There he is, Doc. There, Doc, running with us uh nate Cernas is get me in there uh look nate uh love we, we we always uh want to give cappers that run with us a voice so if you'd like to jump if anybody out there watching wants to be a part of this on camera squad here at pub radio just hit me with the twitter dm all right it is time to move on to basketball basketball here we go and uh, mike m says correa wins the first set let's get this plus 700 cash i love it mikey Let's bring on our basketball expert here at Pub Sports Radio. it has got WNBA action and NBA Summer League action for us. Please welcome South Jersey in the house, Billy Brisbane. What up, Brizzy? How are you, my man? Man, been better, been worse, Jen. Been better, been worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to have you, man. It's nice to have you. Let's get ready to cap here. Let me just switch over to WNBA uh, Market Moves. Here we go. WNBA up and Adam. Uh, Let's roll, my friend. Okay. And let me move this over here. Uh, Interesting card and nice to hear your summer league action. I know uh, both of these sports that you're capping right now, there's monstrous market moves. So you got to get in touch and follow our guy, Brizzy, if you want to be ahead of these market moves. Uh, it is uh, crucial to do that. But let's get started. We start at 7 p.m. Eastern with the Phoenix Mercury at the New York Liberty. Phoenix Mercury, 3-12, 1-6 on the road. New York Liberty, 11-4, 5-2 at home We're at Barclay Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, the Mercury got a win at home over Indiana, a big one by 22 points. Followed that up with a, another loss uh, against the Lynx by 10 points. Uh, that was... On the first of July, so they had a bit of a, a break. That was uh, on Saturday. Saturday action uh, for the Liberty. Uh, they bounced back off that 17-point loss at Las Vegas by beating up on Seattle on Sunday, 81-66. Uh, this opened up with the Liberty is huge favorites. We're going to use Bet Online for openers and closers here. Don't forget of our uh, link on our website, give you a match up to a thousand dollars, hundred percent match up to a thousand dollars. If you use pub as your promo code, this opened up with New York at minus 14. They're now up to minus 15 and a half. So opened up. Oh, looks like we uh, lost Brizzy there. Oh no, there he's back in action. All right. Okay. We good. Uh, we good.
2: People Beautiful. keep on fucking calling me,
1: man. <laughs> You're a popular dude, man. You're a popular dude. All right. A uh, minus 14. Now minus a uh, 15 and a half here and from a total side of things move over here we have this opening up a high and and climbing so this opened up at 163 and a half we're all the way up to 167. so huge move to the over take it away for us a brizzy mercury liberty yeah,
2: I kind of agree with the odds makers. Uh, they went up this game at minus 12 and a half point favorites for the Liberty, and that number quickly went up to 14 and a half now sitting at minus 15 and a half. And even the total went up a little bit, uh, 167 and a half currently, right now, different on screen. Um, But understandably so, man. grinder has been great this year, but the Liberty match up very well against uh Brittany Grinder. Grinder and uh, Jockwell Jones are former teammates over there in Russia. So, uh, if there's one person in the WNBA that knows how to play Brittany Griner, it's probably going to be Jacqueal Jones, despite uh, the height discrepancy. In 13 regular season games uh, for the in the WNBA, Grinders only averaging 12.6 points versus uh, Jockwell Jones, only going over 20 points once and 44% from the field, which is really bad for her. The Mercury are two and eight ATS. I uh, am straight up last 10 with both wins over the Indiana fever. We we're on that one last time we were on the show. And furthermore, they're 0-6 ATS last six games versus a team with a winning record. And uh, some trends would imply betters to take the over here in this game. Um, the Mercury are 5-2 to the over last seven games versus a team with a winning record, hence why the number went up a little bit. But from a basketball perspective, Stewart and Jones, I think they're going to lock up this uh, Mercury offense. So if Brittany Grinder goes under a point prop, Where did the points come from the Mercury side? I really don't know. I mean, uh, Diana Taurasi is looking all of 40 years old. Um, Everybody else, Sophie Cunningham's in and out of the lineup with injury. Lexi Brown's missed seven straight games. Uh, That's in the later game. Um, Mercury, though, there's just not a team I'm really too high on. We talked about this the last time that they were on the slate, but it was more of a spot scenario. Uh, more of they're going to play for their new head coach. But um, I lean towards the first half under gears, 83 and a 83.5 minus 112, and Brittany Grinder under 20.5 points minus 136, but no official moves in this one. This is not a game I really was too high on, but uh, I know the Liberty are a pop- popular team, so people are probably wanting to hear the breakdown.
1: Uh, there's lots of opportunities for action, so no need to force anything. Let's move on to the next spot on the board. 8 p.m. Eastern, Indiana, Fever, 5-11, 4-6 on the road at Minnesota, Lynx, Seventy-nine. Two 2-5 at home. We're at Target Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, last saw Fever losing their fourth straight game at home versus Chicago, 89-87, tight one. That was on Sunday. On Saturday, the Lynx won their third straight game, uh, the one we talked about, Phoenix losing 86-76. Uh, and again, that was their third straight win. They beat Seattle back to back. Let's take a look at the line history here for this one. Uh, we'll start off with the total uh, as it's up here. This is another total that opened very high and has just climbed. This one opened up at one. All these totals are climbing. Uh, 163.5, now up to 165.5. And sidewise for... This one, Indiana, Minnesota. This opened up with the Lynx as one-point favorites, uh, and they're now two-point favorites. So not a ton of movement here, but a one-point move toward the Minnesota Lynx. Take it away for us. Fever Lynx, Target Center.
2: Yeah, I expect a high-scoring affair between these two ball clubs. Both these teams are allowing the most made and attempted three-pointers in the last five games. The Fever are 6-1 and two ATS last nine road games, but the recent form is bad, man. Uh, not a team I've really been too high on this year. Uh, I know a lot of betters have made money on the Fever start off the year, but not of recent. They've lost six out of their last ten games. The Lynx are 3-0 since their uh, first-round draft pick, Diamond Miller, Uh, returned back to lineup in their first meeting they blew a four-point lead going into the fourth quarter and lost by two points uh the fever's numbers are highly subjective ats wise due to how big the numbers were in the beginning of the season i mean the you're asking the fever to win the game here at plus one and a half it's different than back then at plus five and a half and plus six where they were in the beginning of the season now they're Asking to them to win ball games, which a team that I really don't really want to put my money on to really win ball games. I mean, I'd rather back a team that's on a three-game win streak, better form right now. They got their draft pick back. Uh, the Fever, one of the worst first-scoring teams in the WNBA, they've only averaged 22 points in their last five quarters, uh, while the Lynx are a fast starter. So uh, give me the Minnesota Lynx here, first-quarter, money line here at minus 120.
1: Let's get that for you. Lynx, first quarter quarter money line you got minus 120 i'm gonna line shop see if i can beat that for you but we have our guy brizzy locked in first spot on the board for him to get cake links first quarter money line roll on to late games 10 p.m eastern dallas wings eight and eight two and six on the road at las vegas aces 15 one nine and oh at Michelob ultra arena in las vegas nevada let's pull up the line history for this one we have the aces as always big favorites they opened up at minus 14 and a half they're now sitting at minus 14 so a slight slight move to the wings take a look at the total here for this one we have it opening up at i think 175 let me verify. no uh, opening up oh yeah 175 this got up to 177 last night But it's dropped back to 175 and a half. So a half point move to the over and a half point move towards Dallas as big dogs at Michelob Ultra Arena. Take it away for us, Brizzy. Wings, aces.
2: Yeah, I mean, a common theme on the show is uh, no bet, but it's the Aces or pass for me. The Wings are 1-7-1 and one ATS in our last nine games following an ATS win. Total-wise, I kind of lean towards the over. I mean, the Aces are just putting up points on the board. I mean, 90-plus points in nine out of their last ten games, which is really high for the WNBA. Uh, the over in their games have been 4-1 their last five games. The scary part of the bet, though, is expecting the Wings to do their part. I mean, the under is 4-1 and one in the last uh, five games for the Wings. And they're 7-3-1 and one in games versus winning teams towards the under this year. So uh, probably would isolate it with the Las Vegas team total over. But um, I'm just going to leave that one as a lean and uh, pass game for me.
1: Wings, aces, we are passing. Let's move on to the final stop on our WNBA board before we get into NBA Summer League action. Uh, also, we're not breaking down every NBA Summer League games; just the games that our guy Brizzy has action on. So three spots there in NBA Summer League. But we have Atlanta Dream next up. 7, 8, 4, and 3 on the road at Los Angeles Sparks. 7, 10, 5, and 4 at home. We're at Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles, California. We have the Dream on a two-game winning streak. That was fresh off of a losing streak. They they lost badly at Washington. They bounced back and beat them by five points at home. and Followed that up by beating LA badly. one twelve eighty four 84 on Sunday. So two-game winning streak for the Dream. And uh, this is who they're facing, L.A. L.A. has lost three straight. They lost to the sky back-to-back, then lost at Atlanta, and now are at home versus the very team that just beat them. Total-wise, this opened up at 168.5. It looks like, let me verify that. Uh, No, it opened up, oh, yes, it opened up 168.5, but it dropped down to 165.5. We're back three points to 168 now where it started. So we've got no moving on the total, but keep in mind that the initial move was towards the under. From a point spread side of things, this opened up as a pick'em. Open up pick'em. Yes, open up a pick'em. Uh now it's one and a half point favorites for Las Vegas. Uh take it away for us here, Brizzy. The last game on the WNBA board, Dream Sparks.
2: Yeah, had a weird ending to my weekend uh, after the UFC stream on Saturday. Went out to uh, Philadelphia to the Ritz-Carlton. Stayed there for a couple of days. Went down to Xfinity Live Casino. Nice. Came back home and there was no fucking Wi-Fi. Uh, don't know how the fuck that happened. But um, I backed the dream on Sunday at the casino. Uh, parlayed them up. Had them in all my bets and stuff like that. So kind of more of a stay-off game for me. I kind of leaned towards the... Uh, This is a trap spot game. I mean, the Sparks are banged up again, but they get Jordan Canada back for this one. And it just feels like uh, after a team just blew them out on Sunday, now they're one and a half point underdogs. Seems very Vegas trap spotty. I mean, if you look at the Sparks record this year, five out of their seven wins for the Sparks this year have been at home. So – uh, those numbers kind of lean towards the Sparks winning the game, but you're asking me to lay the price with the L.A. Sparks at home. Uh, it's just not not in the business that I really want to get into. Uh, for the prop market, got to grade out a couple of things, but uh, I'm definitely um, leaning and more than likely playing De'Erica Hamby over 10.5 points. Uh, she's the main beneficiary of the lack of depth in the Sparks front court. Uh, Netgate's twin sister is out of the lineup for this one. And uh, D'Erika Hamby, uh, she was pregnant coming into the season, um, or she just got done pregnancy going into the season, literally like a week and a half, two weeks off of pregnancy. She was in the starting lineup for the Sparks, and she's played good uh, this year. And of recent, in the last two games, uh, she's really been getting the roll on and uh, probably shedding off a couple of those, uh, you know, I'm not a biologist or anything like that but i would imagine if you're coming off the two weeks of pregnancy it probably takes you a couple of weeks or two to get your feet under you in the uh beginning of the season and she's been rolling of recent she had 18 points since on that sunday game versus Atlanta. uh she's gone over point prop and back-to-back game she was second on the team in points second on the team in rebounds and she's been getting a lot more usage more of like the second uh offensive piece that they've been using in the sparks offense uh since some of their injuries uh shouts to lexi brown don't know if she's uh pregnant or not but i would imagine if you're missing eight straight games from a non-covid illness and you're a female wnba basketball player more times than likely you not and you're attractive uh you're probably pregnant so i kind of want to lean off a of bet in the sparks games without lexi brown in the lineup um that's a huge part for me but do like the Erica Hamby over 10.5 points. Uh, Her husband's an NBA basketball uh, trainer, so uh, she's got a lot of moves in the bag, and uh, I think she can use some of those moves in the bag for this game here at 10.5 points. But um, not an official bet for me. Uh, If I do move on, it would probably be more of a half-unit type of bet.
1: You got it. Uh, You got it. We got a lot of summer league action in the NBA next. The only official play in this WNBA card for record-keeping purposes for our guy, Brizzy, is the Lynx first quarter money line follow him on Twitter at getting bills underscore uh, to see if there's any additions let's move on to NBA summer league here uh is there a site that I can uh, uh, follow the Line movements on this? I could,
2: I could tell you where the line movements. Uh,
1: okay. Happen. You could just, oh, because you, t- of course, because you know exactly, okay, of course, because you you take pictures of them right off the top. That's okay. I, I could start doing that. Okay. So perfect. Uh, so I, I'm not going to be able to set much of a table for our guy, Brizzy, here in NBA Summer League. And I've not been watching it closely. Now it's just started out. We got two spots here in Sacramento and one in Salt Lake City, Utah. Tory Coker with some NBA Summer League parlay here. He's got Spurs money line, Heat money line. Okay money line but let's start with a game that tory doesn't have that you are on brizzy that's the golden state warriors charlotte hornets uh here or it's just a verse charlotte hornets here at the golden one center in sacramento uh take it away for us here uh floor is yours my man
2: yeah, we'll be quick with these uh, NBA Summer League games. There's two ways to really look at this game, in my opinion. I mean, Charlotte could be looking ahead to Friday's primetime uh, rematch versus uh, the Spurs. Um, that game's going to be on ESPN. Uh, Wemby's going to be playing in that one. But um, how I'm looking at this game is they need to find chemistry first before playing the Spurs on Friday. I mean, they got completely embarrassed in that first game versus the Spurs without Wembley in the lineup. They got absolutely smoked off the floor. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. I um, mean, yeah, I expect him to shoot a lot better from 39.4% from the field goal range. Um, after our circus season in the media at, at Alabama for uh, Brandon Miller, I'm not shocked to see him start off slow in the NBA summer league. He didn't have that good of a first half, but still finished the game with 18 points. But I expect the number two overall pick to put the team on this, to put the team on his back here. Same exact way that he did during the NCAA tournament. I mean, I, if there's a person that deals with pressure, it's definitely Brandon Miller. Um, I got Charlotte win this game outright, and I lean towards the game going over the total. Um, some of the things that worry me on the Warriors' side is uh, Keonez, their uh, point guard from Memphis. Uh, he shot five for eight from three-point land on day one. I don't think that happens again. So I think Charlotte shoots better. I think the Warriors regress a little bit, but uh, this game could go over the total. I mean, these summer league totals are way too low right now um it's a common theme that you'll see throughout the california classic and the uh salt lake city classic is uh since those are like the first sets of the games of the year the bookies are trying to find what the right totals are on these teams prior to them going into the big vegas tournament uh at the end of the week which will get a lot more betting attention and uh tv
1: views what did you want to make official here for us? Tracking um, Premier League action.
2: I have the Charlotte Hornets in a three leg parlay.
1: Okay, cool. So I'll start a parlay uh, and money line. Yeah, money line the parlay. Okay. All right. That is a Warriors Hornets. I did copy and paste. The Tory Coker Summer League parlay as well. So we'll discuss that. Let's move on to the second game for Brizzy here. That is Memphis Grizzlies, Oklahoma City Thunder at the Delta Center in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh take it away. Your thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, this uh game opened up at minus five for the Oklahoma City Thunder, went up to five and a half immediately. Um, and then the total opened up at 175 and a half, and that total got completely slammed within the first two hours of opening. And I still lean towards the over in this game. Um, I don't I don't mind people backing the Thunder here in this spot. The Thunders last game, they went way over. They scored 59 points in the first half, but finished the game at 93. Uh, I think there's a lot of wiggle room with that uh, number if this game stays competitive. Memphis scored 94 points in game one, despite starting off slow. I mean, they struggled Garden Sixers G League MVP, uh, Jaden Springer and uh, Luis King. Uh, Chet. And Kenny Lofton are going to be the two studs in this game. Uh, they're former Team USA teammates on the under-21 team. So uh, Chet's always got more of the publicity, while Kenny has more of went through Louisiana Tech after that crazy run of the World uh, Cup from a couple of years ago and then has been a two-way player in the NBA. So I expect him to come out here and give Chet a run for his money. I expect them to go back and forth all night long. I mean, the Thunder started five or – fucking players that are in their actual rotation shit Jalen williams is probably the third best player on the actual team last year i mean looking at that thunder summer league team that is not a average summer league team holy fuck that team is stacked like they have uh butler from baylor coming off the bench backing up trey Mann. trey Mann had 20 plus points in game one they didn't even talk about him in the media he probably had a sports center top five 10 uh, dunk in that first game. I just expect a lot of points in this one. The Grizzlies, on the other hand, I mean, they have uh, Timmy Allen from Texas. David Roddy was a key piece in their uh, rotation for the actual regular season. He looked great in the summer league, um, way more aggressive in the summer league than what he did in the regular season. Shot uh, three for six from the three point lane in game one. Um, he had He was the stub player for that team. I mean, the Thunder have a lot more length on the rest of the teams in the Summer League. So if you're taking note towards the Thunder spread, they're probably so big because uh, they're just so much longer than the rest of the Summer League teams. But I think the Grizzlies have enough strength to match up with the length. Uh, One of those situations where... uh, Chet's out here blocking shots halfway across the court and shit like that. That's not going to happen against Timmy Allen and Kenny Lofton and David Roddy. I expect this one to be uh, probably the second highest total. Uh, it has the highest total on the board, but I expect this to finish as the second highest total on tonight's uh, Summer League card.
1: Is this part of your parlay?
2: Yeah, this is a part of my parlay, but this is also a straight bet.
1: Okay, so uh, hit me with uh, so so the Thunder are part of your parlay?
2: Yeah, no, uh, the over in this game is a part of the parlay. Uh, and that is also the straight bet.
1: And what is the number at?
2: Um, one, I got 176 and a half, but um, I believe it's 177 and a half currently right now.
1: Well, that's all good. Uh, over 176 and a half is part, oh, sorry, as part of, um, so that's Memphis... Okay, C and it's also a straight bet over 176 and a half here uh for a uh, Brizzy. Let me get this here and okay, beautiful. All right, we are rolling summer league action from our Billy uh Brisbane. Get Brizzy here. Uh okay, let's move on to the final spot on the board for you, Brizzy. We head back to Sacramento, Miami Heat at Sacramento Kings to close out your card. Take it away.
2: This is going to be the best game to watch on the card today. The fact that this total opened up at 175.5, that number got completely steamed right off the grip Within the first 20 minutes of this total opening it up, it went up to 79.5 all the way up to – 180 in some places and then came back down to 177 and a half and that is about the right number i haven't still leaned towards the over in this one i have this great as the highest pace of play on the whole entire slate i mean the heat are showcasing players for potential trades and roster spots if you look at a lot of these uh potential trades for damian lillard it's a lot of heat players that are involved but uh all their bench rotational players are all gone so, it's more of these future players like Jacques Jr. and Jovic who were electric in game one. Jovic looked like the second coming of Nikolai, man. I mean, they touched about him a couple of times throughout the regular season. Didn't really get a lot of minutes throughout the regular season. But, man, Jovic in the summer league was electric. Uh, Jacques Jr. from UCLA, he looked so much more mature than the rest of the players on the court. He was dunking all over the court, shooting threes. Um, while the Heat might not shoot as well as they did in game one, their confident. Confidence is riding sky high right now. Both of these teams are going to be some of the better offenses that we're going to see throughout the summer. Um, and any game that Keegan Murray of the Sacramento Kings is playing in, give me the fucking over. Keegan Murray, I would not be shocked if he's going to be the front runner MVP uh, for the Vegas tournament next week. I mean, he had 29 points in game one, and it looked like he wasn't even trying to score. He looked so fluid look like he's gotten a lot better from what he did in the regular season. And a lot of these players are going to look a lot. If you see an NBA player playing in the NBA summer league, they're going to be highly aggressive and they're going to shoot a lot of shots. And I expect both of these teams to go back and forth. I mean, a lot of the heat players right now, um, they're either fighting for playoff roster, I mean, not playoff, uh, training camp roster spots, or going to be involved in potential trades to get in Damian Lillard to Miami. And then on the Sacramento Kings side, um, while they don't have the same exact players throughout the regular season, their system is still the same for the Summer League. Uh, run and gun, uh, the Kings were the highest, off, uh, highest scoring team in the NBA. And I expect their Summer League team to follow suit and uh i expect this game to soar way over the total every game on day one for summer league went uh over the total by 10 plus points or more um i think that these totals are all way too low these are fucking WNBA totals you're telling me that the miami heat the sacramento kings had the same exact fucking total as the dallas wings and las vegas aces that's absurd to me um these these summer league totals are just way too low uh Shouts to my girlfriend. My girlfriend, uh, I was talking to her about this rant uh, for day one, and she literally parlayed all the overs on the summer league and put in a $15 parlay hit for 115 bucks. So, like, these totals are just way too low. They're all soaring over. Um, I would get in now because once this Vegas tournament starts at the end of this week and beginning of next week, totals are gone.
1: I feel you. Um, I love it. I love that your uh, girlfriend trusted you. <laughs> that's, that's nice that's nice nice no, She par-
2: fucking parlayed sharpie's uh k props yesterday uh oh, sharpie sent me his uh card yesterday for the fourth of july and she parlayed all of his k props clean sweep so if you're not watching the balkan dead man i don't know what more you have to see i've never seen somebody cash more on k props than that
1: i love it i love it so what oh and i have a question for you on the grizzly something game but what is the spot here you're on the over for this one over
2: yeah over
1: what's the number
2: um over one a 177 and a half
1: over 177 and a half well i have a 177 right here on my book so um over 177 here and that's all oh that's not a single bet though that's just a parlay straight bet that would be my best bet of the whole entire
2: out of the two cards for WNBA, NBA Summer League, the last game of the night, Miami Heat, Sacramento Kings, best bet of the card, and uh, that will be the third leg of the parlay. I believe the parlay was six twenty-seven off the top of my head. Hornets uh, money line, the over in the actually no, it was the Spurs money line. I have two different parlays: one with the Hornets, one with the Spurs, and one was six twenty-seven, the other one was uh, six eighty-seven. And which one they was it? Both have both of the totals. And then one has the Hornets' money line, and the other one has the Spurs' money line. Uh, Spurs-Lakers game, uh, the Spurs game opened up minus four, went up to five and a half. Julian Champagne was the leading scorer on day one. I mean, for a team that didn't have their number one overall pick out there, Julian Champagne and Dominic Barlow combined for 54 points, shooting 57.6% for the field. Uh, The Lakers were one of the worst defensive teams on day one. They allowed the Heat to shoot 52% from the field and give up. 15 three-pointers along with them shooting 45.5% from the three-point lane. So I think the Lakers are the worst team out of the six in the California Classic.
1: Which the Hornets, uh, Memphis, OKC over, and the Miami, Sacramento over, that is the official parlay for us?
2: Yeah, uh, you can put both of them on there. Uh, The Hornets, the two overs, and then another parlay was Spurs and the two overs.
1: And which one's 627, which one's 687?
2: 627 was the Hornets one,
1: 687 was the uh Spurs one. Spurs uh money line and okay. And then a question, so I think the question sort of I mean you've helped with the answer just saying that the Heat Sacramento is the best your favorite total on the board, but they're asking about this Grizzly Thunder total cuz it's at 180 and a half now. Uh is that too high to move on? I,
2: honestly, I I it's not too high. Like I really think that this total is just too low. I, I think the final score of this game is going to be probably like 99 to 94 or somewhere around that range. And I believe that will go over the total. Um, I, I can either see one of these two teams, even breaking a hundred points. I mean, Oklahoma city thunder or a team that's been accustomed to playing the salt Lake city uh, classic. They went three and zero last year, soared over the total in all three games and the Grizzlies team this year. Um, I expect them to put up some points uh, they started off. Really fucking slow against the Philadelphia 76ers and still pulled away with the W in that game. Uh, It was a late competitive game, but they finished with 93 points and they damn near probably had like 20 or 30 points in like the first half. It was like really bad. Uh, They started off really slow. I don't think they will uh, start off that slow. And all these teams had a day of practice on the 4th of July.
1: I love it. I love it, Brizzy. I love just hearing you talk about basketball. I can't wait for the big season I had here at Pub Sports Radio, and uh, we'll be tracking uh, your summer league action, your WNBA action, and, and all that. Um, I love it. Daryl Turner says, yo, Billy Brizzy and Lion, says uh, OKC Thunder got an NBA summer league dream team.
2: Yeah, well, facts, though, That from. that is the best – that's the best summer league team I've ever seen. Like Jalen Williams. Like, do you remember who we're on the show talking about <laughs> Jalen Williams over on his like PRA and like the three-point props? They put him in the summer league game. It just he just looks like he's 10 times better than all the rest of the players on the floor. He's probably gonna be the third leading scorer on the actual team. Damn near probably second leading scorer on the actual team for the upcoming season with Chet back. So I mean that Thunder team stacked.
1: Oh, I love it, Brizzy. Uh, thank you for running with us. Uh, tell us a little bit about the big podcast for tomorrow.
2: Yeah, big podcast tomorrow, UFC Vegas. Uh, no, not UFC Vegas. I'm not even going to try to say the name. UFC International Fight Week, the biggest week of the year. Alexander Volkanovski versus Yair Rodriguez for the featherweight belt. And then the co-main event for the flyweights pantoja versus moreno it's international fight week the biggest week of the year for ufc fans so uh we're gonna be kicking it here on the channel make sure you tune in to all the podcasts we got clint on monday we got brady dfs by the numbers with uncle wheezy with the DraftKings shows the stat digger shows and then followed up on saturday with the saturday live stream and then thursday me mills and big show with the podcast Uh, we've been dropping some winners me and mills have had some uh intellectual heated arguments that have helped the betters out. So make sure you tune in to see who's going to be the lock of the card for this week. I, uh,
1: I love it. Uh, to answer your question, uh DC, the first half team total for the Liberty at pinnacle right now is at 46 and a half juice to the under it's plus money to the over.
2: I would lean towards the first half under. I don't think the Mercury are going to score a lot of points.
1: Oh, this is the Liberty team total.
2: Yeah, no, I I, just, I just think oh. like that game, if Brittany Grinder is going over, is going under 20 and a half points and the Mercury don't have her scoring, then where the fuck are the points coming from? I think the Liberty are going to be real chill, real chill vibes in Brooklyn tonight. Day after 4th of July, Um, I, I can expect them to just cruise and beat the shit out of the Mercury.
1: And big shout-out to our guy, King Al. Uh, his friend's son is playing for the Spurs Summer League team, number 46, Devontae McCoy. So keep an eye out for uh, Devontae McCoy. And shout-out to our guy, King Al, in the house. Uh, I love it. Great, great stuff, uh, Brizzy. I, I put your two parlays in the chat. You also have those totals individually. Then you have the links first quarter money line. Thank you for taking the time to roll with us. Uh, my friend, love capping with you. So go out there, get that cash, and uh, and I love that your girlfriend's cashing too, man. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun.
2: That's <laughs> Let's fun. go,
1: baby. Let's do it. Uh, respect follow our guy Brizzy on Twitter, and he's also um Billy Briz DFS uh over at Instagram. Uh, that is our show for today. Let's do a final review of action. Clint came in with the diehard MMA podcast gave us his uh best bets here's three plays locked in for ufc 290 i'm gonna pop them in the chat for you guys thank you clint for sharing them with us uh there it is that's the dire mma podcast uh three plays locked in for ufc 290 then we have a ton of action so that uh MLB game popping off uh, i'm off Rockies astros but uh spreading penny bombs on kyle tucker home run in rbi mally mal tying the france uh jp france four Ks. oh and the astros team total over four and a half i think i said that wrong off the top so mally mal's uh parlaying the france four strikeouts and astros team total over four and a half ragu's on the tigers minus one and a half minus 106 i still have some work to do on that uh I, i'm with ose i'm hesitant uh, there but I might move on it. Ron Crawford spreadsheet play today: Tampa Bay minus one, plus one sixteen, and Razor Sharp on Phillies money line. You know, I'd be on the Phillies, but I'm gonna stay off with those two guys. Button heads, Cardinals, Marlins, uh, cards, Marlins. I'm off. Has has Matt's been announced? Let's go over to MLB here. No, Libertor. Wow, that changes things. I'm higher on Libertor than I should be. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, the hip-to-be-square play today from our Mikey M is Houston, Minnesota, plus 108. Razor-sharp picks on the Yankees. TJ's on the Yankees with the gift. Ragu's on the Yankees, and he's on team total over 4.5. Am I just leaving money on the table by staying off of it? I, I, Randy Vasquez concerns me. Ragu's on the first five under 5.5 in Cincinnati, Washington, and I tailed it. I bet it. he got minus 116 here for record-keeping purposes. I bet it minus 120. Mike M has the ribeye play today. Spencer Steer. Spencer Steer. And Troy Torrance says, don't forget about the, the Tigers. Oh, you're a good man. Uh, thank you for the kind words, Troy, my man. And you as well, Justin McElvey. Uh, so Spencer Steer is the RBI play today. And also Spenny's on it. And he's on the jack. Stimmy OG's on the Nationals. Peyton Weems on the Reds. Uh, Spenny is also on Matt Olson, Acuna, and Josh Naylor for homers. Londo's on Soroka. That have four more strikeouts. Four or more in Atlanta. Win up 200. I'm off Atlanta. Cleveland. ragu's on the under 10 in Texas, Boston. Spenny's on Josh Young, Homer at plus 525 in the RBI, plus 155. Morgan Spooner on Rangers, first five. Minus a half, I'm off that spot. Stacks play today is Buxton over one and a half bases from our guy, Justin McOvey. spending Penny Bombs on Jared Young, Homer, plus 500. Weimer, Homer, plus 650. Mike M's on Youch to go yard, double up spot, plus 240 for the RBI, and plus 600 for the Homer. I'm on the Cubs' first five, minus a half, minus 120. I'm nervous that the line's not moving. Look, I want to take the White Sox' first five. I really think that this Jays lineup is a perfect lineup for a pitcher like Lance Lynn. But there's a lot of weather in the forecast. I'm certainly not going to move on it uh, right away. Uh, Mike M says, Erod has numbers in his 27 no spot, but wouldn't be surprised if the A's sneak it out. Interesting. Uh, in that White Sox game, by the way, Spenny's on two of the three lefty bats. that will be in the Jays lineup. Far show for a homer, Kiermaier for an RBI. He's also on Andrew Vaughn RBI plus 170. Gavin Sheets homer plus 425. Pimp slot play today's Toronto Blue Jays. Lance Lynn over five and a half Ks for Rocco Rogers. Angels Padres we stayed off. Spending penny bombs on Lamont Wade RBI plus 175. Joe Yurkovich on the Mariners team total over three and a half. on the Mariners first side plus a half, and I'm going to be on the Seattle San Francisco first 300 two and a half minus 115. I haven't bet it yet. Diamondbacks also minus 111 at I like to bet online. I to about that as soon as possible. A DC Capper bookie buster play today's Arizona money line where on the pilot team told over three and a half i'm gonna tell him on that and that is our show for today thank you guys so much for being a part of this we have nothing without this chat it's the chat that makes the show special and you guys were on one today as you always are we're coming off a spectacular day remember the keys to sweep the week my goal and i you know it's embarrassing that this is the goal but my goal is just to be you know down single units on the season uh, by friday uh after five and O day yesterday, we're minus ten point one seven units on the season. So uh, let's get in the single units tomorrow. Let's win every single day this week and build confidence. Because our last last year, our second half was out of control. I want that again. Joy Marinaccio is on the Diamondbacks as well. Uh, Mister Heat saying, yeah, there'll be some storms out here in Chicago. This is fun. Uh, this is fun. I'm very thankful to have the opportunity to cap with you guys each day. Uh, tomorrow, big day. Jose Bouquet and I will be capping MLB. Only one WNBA game, but uh, I love having Brizzy come on dropping basketball. So I'll talk to Brizzy about everything. Let's go out there and get them cash, man. Let's go out there and get that cash. Thank you guys for your support. Alfred44, BJ, Tori Coker, DC Capper, The Dapper Capper, Joy Marinaccio, AOD, Mr. Heat, Troy Torrance, Mike M., Justin V. What a great, great group, man. Daryl Turner, Filthy Sticks. Prime, VA, 757. Mo Harris, Jack Rosenblatt, Saturated. Billy Friedrich, Mo Harris, Sharon Pulliam, Bankroll, Spence, King Al, Drip, Skylark. It's a dope name, Drip Skylark. Thank you, guys. G Martinez, Demetrius Alexander, Mally Mal, LJ from H-Town. Thank you, guys, all for your support. Real Deal Prime. Now, let's go out there and get that fucking money. Milk these fucking bookies. Leche! Los bookmakers. Milk.